0: this thing is going to come crumbling down that's what i've said q q uh, why did didn't do? you hire me you could have hired me oh, a year and a half ago wow i wanted this job yes. do not finance your furniture caleb absolutely <laughs> no. finance your furniture sometimes. no you don't
1: do that how much you bring it in per month on youtube all right mr caleb hammer you said something about 15 million dollars
2: What was that? Okay. All right. We're getting right into it.
0: (laughs) Well, I just feel like that when you're... All right. Yeah, you're hitting strong. (laughs) Yep. Let's hear about it. $15 million. I feel like if you have $15 million in stocks... And you withdraw 4%, which I know 3% is more longevity, better. better. Yeah. But 4% was the quick math. $50 sure. million dollars in the stock market. $50,000 a month. That's $50,000 a month. Yeah. It's $50,000 a month. I feel like that's an amazing If you're in a very good income situation, of which I've become absolutely blessed to be in because I have the most amazing audience in the world, yeah. it's like, if I'm like one-fifteenth of the way there. If someday I get there, I feel like that's incredible because how can you even spend 50,000 dollars a
2: month? I have no idea. You'll find a way. In Texas, you'll find a way. It's a bigger house, bigger property taxes. Aquariums. It's a, it's a Tesla. There's a lot you of know. ways to spend. It. it goes fast.
0: I just feel like it's, it's like the ultimate goal,
1: the ultimate goal. You were saying something, Graham, where you're like, mm. yeah, you're saying 15 now, but at some point in the future-
2: Yes, I think once you build up to the point where you get to 15, you're going to say 20. Because what if your stock's half in value now that 15 turns into seven and a half? What if your 15 happens during the peak of a bull run? And then you say, all right, I got my 15. I'm done. You lose 50% like that. Now you're down to seven and a half. And then you think, well, now I got to go back to work. I just think if you were given 15 million today and snap of the hat, done, you might treat a little differently than if you accumulate 15 million over let's just say a decade.
0: I will say I'm very competitive with myself. So I'm sure if for some reason I ever get there, which is still just crazy that, okay, sure. I'd be competitive with myself. I'd probably want to do more and stuff like that. But, Fifteen just sounds like such a milestone that is slightly beyond what I think is possible that it's something to just shoot the moon for. Sure. Yeah.
2: And have you mapped out at your current trajectory how long that's going to take you? If things continue at the same path, which we're going to get into very shortly, yeah. how long?
0: No, I haven't because I refuse to believe that. I. There's something in the back of my head every sure. single day that this thing is going to come crumbling down.
2: That's what I've said. Yeah. I've told Jack since the very beginning, I'm like this is the last month, Jack. How often have I said it? This is the last I mean, month. It's it's like a, every time we meet. Yeah, so I'm like you say Jack, that. it's over.
0: I have such a big fear and anxiety around. Okay, so I have the show, and the show's primary goal is to educate the people, mm-hmm. the financial auto, educate the people on the show, and then educate the audience as well. And I would be okay doing that only bringing in a 10th of what to bring it in. I would still love to do that. It's absolutely good. Cause I could still sustain myself and stuff. Well, maybe not in the new house, but you know, liquidate that move yeah. into like a place that I was at before. And that'd be totally fine. I just have a fear anxiety, man. We just live in this age where like anything online can happen. Mm-hmm. One random person gets angry at you for yell. I'm someone who yells on my show. It happens. I like the yelling, though. $462 of purchases. What are we doing? Good. Do it in the future. Well, it's also just my personality. It's it's, it's part of the show. It's my personality, but I yell at someone just the wrong way, then boom, I'm the most evil person that's ever been created on the history of the planet, and it's time for Caleb Hammer's over party. And it's just like, okay, I feel like that's always a preparation. Yeah, but how much of a service is it
1: providing for you to constantly be worried and anxious about something like that? But it's in
0: the back of my head at all times. It's like, cause anyone can do anything. Anyone can spread anything. This is the internet. It's just a weird place where people don't care about other people's feelings because someone's behind a camera. They're all of a sudden a person that no longer exists. They are not just a normal person anymore.
2: It's weird. But see, you can't control that. You could only control yourself. And so when you can control yourself, you could control what you do with those emotions what you do with your time, what you choose to focus on. And if you're focused on that or focused on the things that bring you anxiety, and we we're talking about you feeling trapped when we were filming for your yeah. episode of you feeling like you're not in control. And I think at a certain point, I'm very much the same way. I like being in control of things. You just have to let it go. I've been getting better at that too. Uh, I've been very hands-on with everything I've done, but there is a sense of relief that comes with I can't control it. Nothing I could do. Let the anxiety go. Yeah,
0: it's, it's fair enough. Which is we've, we've all seen people on Twitter just, just go wild and just follow down any rabbit hole. And so I think that's just always just in the back of my head. Because I never expected to be in this position. I hardly want to be in this position. I know someone's going to say, okay, but you're making a ton of money. Yeah. Sure, that's great.
2: but You know, I have to say your come up has been faster than just about any other finance channel that I've seen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In finance. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. there's anyone that's gone from like relatively unheard of a year ago. where you are today when I'm posting hey I'm in Austin who should we do a podcast with it was Joe Rogan was number one you were the second and I'm not sure if that's just because their audiences overlap which I have a feeling is a lot of it but there's so many people that said Caleb the fact that you went from almost nothing a year ago to that today really says a lot about what you're doing and I think that's a lot for people to handle coming up with such a consistent schedule like you do And growing at that speed.
0: People have just been so cool and so supportive. It's been really cool. Well, I mean, I was telling
2: you off camera and I'll tell you now, I don't think
0: it's anything that a YouTuber should say, but I like being open and transparent. Sure. And I was telling you this off camera. I actually don't really like being a YouTuber. I really don't. I feel like it's a lot of kids dreams, but I don't. It gives me panic attacks almost on a daily basis at night. I go to bed with panic attacks. I wake Why? up with panic attacks. It's just so that's much stress. There's so much. I like the interaction. So every once in a while, yeah. um, I'll you know run into someone on the street. They're like, oh, Kale Hammer, stuff like that. And that's cool. That's a positive, good interaction. But even that, I'm like nervous in some specific instances. Like, what if I just went out in my pajamas that day? And then all of a sudden, like, you know, someone recognizes me and it's just like a bad presentation. A, a oh, I presentation love that. I love myself. when
2: I'm dressed like crap and I'm at Target. And I'm doing the you ultimate... like that? Dude, I'm doing the ultimate sin, which is wearing socks with sandals. And I do that. I just dress horrible. And I'm walking in, someone's like, Graham? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm shopping at the cheap part of Target, like the clearance section. It's not... It's, a, it's, it's what you would expect. If you see me in person, I'm usually dressed pretty bad (laughs) just wearing just you know free clothing
0: I love running the business side of things I love running business you know my dad's a business owner my grandpa had a small business my grandma had a corner shop I think that just runs in my blood love working with the employees that I've brought on full time love that I hate how public this job is
2: I hate it but you're good at it you're great on camera
0: so that's why that 15 exists if I ever got that I think if I hit that number I think all of a sudden no one would ever hear from me again.
2: (laughs) I would disagree. I would disagree with that. I think you're too good at what you do. And the demand is there. And enough people have an interest in your content. I think you could take it so many places.
0: I think the thing that gives me the panic attacks the most is just the wide audience. It's just such a big number. Now people rely on me. I have two people who they rely on me to pay their rent. They rely on me to pay their bills. And then I've, you know, taken on bills of my own. And then also, I mean, there can be people who disagree with the way I do the show. You know, maybe they wouldn't get financial help. Being in the seat, right? You know, maybe it's not for Mm -hmm. them. But then it's like character assassinations and stuff like that. Things that people, they just, they go to this extent and say you're someone completely different than you are. And that gets under my skin of with me. Where they think I have negative intentions because I might raise my voice every once in a while.
1: I'm betting that you're going to get over it eventually i don't know how soon or how late it will be but i think that right now you're so focused and you say that all of your anxiety comes from this wide audience that you have Mm -hmm. no i think it just comes from an underlying condition of being an anxious person
3: definitely am. and
1: once you solve that having a wide audience and people that complain about you online and make hate videos and stuff like that like that's not going to affect you i don't i don't don't care about complaints
0: i don't complain care about complaints or hate videos specifically it's when people character assassinate that's what i don't like but they turn you into into someone all of your
1: anxiety to this up here when actually, it's just this underlying condition of being an anxious person, right? Yeah. And eventually, you're gonna solve this, which is gonna solve all these auxiliary things. Yeah, a
2: great book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a <laughs> F. A great book. <laughs> have I you recommend read that? it. I, d- I have. Okay, yeah. I read that a couple months ago. Yeah, it's good. good. Yeah. yeah, There's yeah. an audio book, by the way, for free, I think, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So you could just listen to it. The book is actually better because I feel like you internalize it more. A great book. I'd okay. recommend that.
0: This feels like a Caleb Hammer vent session so I far. I think so. We'll get more
1: into the venting. Yeah.
0: But the reason Can why I were here. About one more thing. You, is it In and Out? No. Okay, go ahead. It's <laughs> not. It's fuck you. Fuck you. What why didn't do? you hire me? You could have hired me oh, a year and a half ago. Wow. I wanted a this job.
3: A big, what this
2: was, this was the job for? I don't know. Any job. <laughs> this was to do Jack's laundry. Was it actually? Yes.
0: Anything. I would yes. have done anything. I wanted a change in job. I had enough saved up. So I would have been fine. here's what happened.
2: Uh, two and a half years ago, give or take. This was Alex's position? Yep. Yep. Yeah, Caleb was right there. So we asked our audience to submit a video on YouTube, just title it Graham Stephan Interview. And in the interview, we want you to share why you think that we should hire you. And we looked through all the videos. We probably got 100 submissions. We're a sending lot. submissions. Yeah. But Caleb, I think you were, you were saying you wanted, you wanted to make one of those videos, but you decided against it. No. And instead, you went with a financial audit approach because you're going to film a video.
0: Well, yeah, you already hired... <laughs> him so yeah like a year and a half ago and i was just done i got turned down by another youtuber and stuff and then i was like damn but i want to work in the youtube space and like you know uh watch you forever try to get in your dms no I'm looks so sorry. no i totally Jack's get it. I get, it. No, it I get no i get a yeah. trillion dms a day now so i i get not being able to look at them so that makes sense and then you also did not look uh, I don't check him. Alex also did not look uh, but I, I, I scored a one-on-one with him. I paid for a one-on-one with him ah, and I talked smart. to him and okay. I was like, okay, can I get a job for like $0? Like I'll come work for free. Cause I just want to work in the YouTube space. Yeah. Um, and the answer was no. And that was totally fine. But I was like, you know, I'm going to show that I know Graham's script style. I know Graham's video style, editing, blah, blah, blah. So I ordered like everything of your set. So I could redo the set. Uh, Film, write a script, and even yeah. do, like, the Graham talking yeah, arms and hands, everything. Yeah. Um, and record that, send it to you guys somehow. And then maybe get a job. Last uh, last attempt ditch right there. Okay. Then I just decided to uh, record, make a show that I wish I was able to watch.
2: That's good. That what were you exist. doing before then? Because I, I noticed is Caleb nutty. Hammer composer, so you're into music.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that, I mean, that's always been a side hustle. Then yeah. I studied music composition in college and dropped out. Actually, I dropped out of college. Uh, but what I was doing right before that, I'm a little naughty, never talked about it before. I was doing the classic work from home work, two jobs.
2: But you know what? Before we go into that, we have a bonus segment really quick. Jack sent me a few of his expenses and I have to say it's atrocious because Everything is completely disorganized.
1: But Graham, I have so many different softwares and plugins that I need to subscribe to to run my business. I mean, what do you recommend I do?
2: The thing is running a business could be tough and trying to manage that with a whole bunch of different softwares could be really confusing. But that's why our sponsor NetSuite wants to help. All you have to do is remember three numbers. 36,000, 25, and 1. 36,000 because 36,000 companies have already upgraded the NetSuite. That means they stop doing things like typing in data by hand and searching through scattered numbers. 25 because NetSuite has spent 25 years helping businesses drive down their cost. And 1 because NetSuite is an all-in-one solution that allows you to manage all of your KPIs or key performance indicators with one efficient system. You know what, Graham? You're right. NetSuite can help reduce mistakes from manual data entry, which there always are, and prevent your busy work from scaling with the business. So get a full picture of your business and help make better decisions faster. Make sure to download NetSuite's popular KPIs checklist for free right now at netsuite.com slash iced. Again, that's netsuite.com slash iced to get your own KPI checklist for free, netsuite.com slash iced with the link down below in the description. Thank you so much. And now let's get to the episode. So you had a full-time
1: job and then you were also doing something on the side that they didn't know of? I had two full-time jobs.
2: In
0: non-competitive... Non-competitive businesses. (laughs) They they didn't know that. No, and I talked to a lawyer before this because I wanted to make sure I had them read through the employment contracts of both uh, companies. Nothing is against this that they could take action of now because one, I don't work for either of them. And two, they weren't competitive businesses and I didn't do anything that overlapped with each other in terms of uh, different work projects on either. Uh, But yeah, I worked one job and another job and I had half the time blocked off as uh, busy on each calendar and just had like... Thousand hours of meetings, and then I got laid off from one of the jobs fairly enough because yeah. I was doing it. Uh, and also, I was done with that company because that company, and I'm not gonna say who though. Yeah, and they're just they weren't very good, and they're going downhill, but whatever. Uh, And then I stuck with the other job for a little bit, but then YouTube started taking off. And so I ended up quitting that job. So
2: what did you do out of college then? If you dropped out, why did you drop out of school?
0: I dropped out and it wasn't, this was not a financial smart decision. This was like, what, seven years ago or something like that. Um, I dropped out studying music composition. This is going to make me sound like the biggest asshole in the world, but this was like my actual logic, Mm -hmm. not was not trying to brag i was making more money selling my music compositions than my professors were so it was like how much one, are you making i didn't even know not you did that, that much like an extra twenty thousand dollars a year it's nothing crazy Wait, selling your own music compos- so yeah. you write actual music so like like in the concert band world like people will pay you like a certain uh number per minute of music that you write in like an original piece and then people will then purchase that music eventually once it's published so you play the piano or what is it that you? I play the trombone, a little bit of the bassoon. I can fake the piano, more like chords yeah, melody. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, then I write music like that. Yeah.
2: How did you get started doing that? Were you always just gifted in music,
0: dude? Uh, I don't know. It was random. Fourth grade, we had a music class that everyone hates. No one likes elementary school music class.
2: So I think, we, I, I, think I did. You did? Yeah. You liked playing the little? I was the recorder. Mama. We never we never did that. No, I, I was involved in like the piano and stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, Either way, we would have, like, every once in a while, we'd go to the computer and we'd take, like, music theory or whatever. I didn't know. But the quicker you complete the assignment, you can go into a program where you drag notes onto a thing and it makes, you Mm -hmm. know, songs and stuff. And then I was like, I asked for that for Christmas, that program. And that's what I ended up getting. And then I just, you know, fell into the love of just writing music and coming up with music. And the idea was, like, Okay, there's a piece of music I want to hear. It doesn't exist yet, so I'm going to write that piece of music.
1: So you're making music, making about, what, 20K a year, you said? Extra, something w- like that. What period of time in your
0: life was this during?
2: College.
1: This My is college. during college. Yeah. Okay, so then you dropped out of college, Yeah. right?
0: And then immediately after college, you got this product management job. Not immediately, no. I was just working around doing extra jobs, Barely making a buy by the music composition stuff, plus Jimmy Johnson, some other odd jobs and stuff like that. Mm. But then I ended up getting a sales job down in Austin uh, five years ago because uh, one of my uh, friends that I've known forever, he just recently graduated college. He ended up getting a sales job down here and they were looking for the exact same position. And I was like, oh, okay. well, there you go. I've always wanted to be in Austin. So perfect. Pack up the sedan, come down in a week and then uh, just kind of built a mini career at that company, but I was able to do very well in sales. So that was how, uh, it was like education when it comes to trading and different things you can plug into your charts to help, trade. Okay. So stuff like, like that. Uh, indicators and stuff like that. So we were selling educational classes for trading, trading indicators and subscription services, uh, to watch traders trade live. And then, so the sales team was responsible for getting people into those. So it wasn't much cold calling cause we didn't have a big team. So really we only had time to focus on the people who are already internal and it was actually quite an easy job. I always led the sales team, which was a very big prideful thing for me. Uh, except for my first month, obviously when I didn't know. What the I was doing. Mm. So I ended up leading the sales team and that's how I paid off all my debt as quick as possible. Before then, a couple years before then was when I started to get really interested into personal finance and becoming as educated Mm. as I could on that. And then landing, you know, the first adult job, it was like the perfect avenue that sales, as much as you grind, as smart as you are in it, you can make an uh, infinite, like an infinite amount of money as long as the company doesn't suck, right? So I just worked my ass off and made as much money in that role as possible to pay off the debt start investing and then save up a 10% down payment on my first property all mm-hmm. within a couple of years. And how much were yeah. you we making doing sales? Over a hundred. You were making over a hundred from that. Yeah. Even though the base salary is 30. But what about that other job that you were also working? Well, that was only the last six months. Got it. Okay. Uh, the last th- three, four months at this original company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was doing a product management role at both the companies mm-hmm. and then got laid off at the first one. Totally fair, reasonable. I wanted to quit anyway. I was just like, all yep. right, may as well collect the dual income over here. Which, I mean, come on. Not a good thing to do. I don't recommend anyone do it. Like, I don't feel great about it, but it happened, and I'm open and honest. Yeah, uh, <laughs> It's not something I would say
2: anyone should do. But, yeah. What led you down personal finance at that time?
0: it was way before, man. I've always been interested in real estate. I don't know if it was growing up as an HGTV kid. I'm not sure. But, like, just... Delivering Jimmy John's to uh, all throughout college, I actually delivered to a lot of the uh, rental property management companies and I just became really interested in that and just, you know, uh, big, bigger pocket type material, mm-hmm. bigger pockets, yeah. I got really into that, reading the books, audio books, whatever, and uh, started getting into real estate that way and then real estate I feel is a like good natural overlap and just, just the world of personal finance and wanting, then I think that was more like Dave Ramsey, started hearing some of him and like, oh, A lot of people are in a bad situation. Like I'm, Oh, my situation's bad. Maybe I should do something about it. Yeah. Then, you know, actually work to do something about it and sacrifice.
1: I feel like real estate is extremely appealing because it, seems like the most hands-off you can be while making passive income. Whereas like the yeah. other things that appeal to the younger generation, such as like trading and stuff like that, that's like, okay you have to have some level of expertise in trading, and it's more active income although it could get you rich quicker. But real estate's like, okay, you can build wealth over time, which is still mm-hmm. exciting but it's also extremely hands-off where you're like okay, that Especially if you're working really with nice. a brokerage yeah. or yes. a rental
0: property yeah, management yeah, yeah, yeah. company. Because right. yours is pretty hands-on,
2: right? Uh, not anymore. Yeah. It was. When I was actively involved in it, oh my gosh I was going to those, re- but I was also doing renovations and I was there every day, sometimes twice a day. Yeah, no, that's... Just mean, keeping an eye on it. But life. Yeah, I, I couldn't stand it. And you, I mean, at you the time, tenants. I enjoyed it, but...
1: Yeah, I have four tenants that rent rooms in my house. But they're yeah. basically your pals, right? Yeah, they're, so. they're, they're just my friends. Yeah. But at the same time, like, just owning a house, like, stuff will go wrong. So, for example, like, yeah. there was raining, like, for a whole oh. week in Vegas, and now we have just, have like... Have you seen
2: the mushroom? Yeah, we have a mushroom. <laughs> Jack has really? mushrooms yeah. growing,
1: out mushroom his growing out of my wall. I have a mushroom growing out of my wall. So that's getting inspected right now. I had some of my floorboards. Uh, they were leaking water. Water was seeping Fuck. from beneath the floorboards. Uh, so getting that checked out as well. Uh, just like other random homeowners, Did you ever find that, out what
2: was wrong with your wall? Our
1: patio cover, it's bolted into the, to the wall. And then the bolts were not sealed properly. So when the rain came, it oh. ran down the facade of the house into where the, uh, the connection point was. And then that went in between the wall. And then it went down to the floor and then out comes a mushroom.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a a long ways for the water to go. I would be worried about the damage all the way down.
1: All the way down? Yeah, well, I mean, we're going to open up the wall and get it all checked out. But the water all settled at the bottom. So, like, that's where, you know, the moisture was detected when we used
0: a moisture meter. You could always just be an idiot and go buy a brand new house.
1: I could do that. Yeah, at the rates that we have right now, oh, which yeah, yeah, you yeah. just did, and yeah. we'll also get into that. But anyways, oh, well, that is the grievances right. that I have with
2: homeownership, cool. but it's a beautiful thing. So I think it's important. Why did you quit your $100,000 a year job to do YouTube?
0: Uh, Well, I quit it once. Uh, we were at $10,000 a month, and I was doing all the work myself, so I got all the money. So that kind of equated to it. And I made sure I saved up a one-year emergency fund before I went into it, because yeah. I think business owners yeah. should have probably one-year emergency fund. Honestly, again... I, I do not want to just say this over and over again and let it lose weight. Like, okay, sure, I'm sure I do an okay job on the show. Literally, everything goes to the guests who come on the show because there wouldn't be there wouldn't be the show if people weren't willing to come on and put their financial situation in display and, like, for the whole world to learn off of. So yeah. thank you to them, and then thank you to the audience. This is not something I could have ever even dreamed of. Does it feel fake or real? It feels fake. Oh, It, it feels, feels completely fake. fake. Yeah, like, I mean, I've... The only thing I've upgraded in my life is a house, and it was an expensive house. I Fancy needed furniture more space, as well, but that you you know that you
1: well, had to yeah, really yeah. find the house. furniture. You <laughs> took <buy. Zero> <laughs> <Caleb. laughs> <You laughs> loans to buy. Zero percent, to buy furniture. Do not finance your furniture,
2: Caleb. <laughs>
0: Absolutely <laughs> no. finance your
2: furniture. Sometimes. No, you don't
0: do that. You I'm do trying, not
2: finance I'm furniture. To do it, Caleb. <laughs> trying to yell at <laughs> it. Do it.
0: Sometimes <laughs> I like zero percent finance when it's a finance. How much <laughs>
2: was the furniture?
0: I think into well, I zero percent uh financed the uh all of it back there. Okay, so uh, how much was that?
1: You financed something 30,
0: that co- 30000 Maybe. With the TV, sound system, uh, couch, chair, rugs, uh, the guest bedroom stuff. So all the furniture I bought for this entire place probably $30,000. Including some of the staging furniture but I bought.
1: But isn't mm-hmm. it like cumbersome to go and like auto, like not auto pay, but like pay that and then you're cognizant no. of it and do something. Do they, something do they no? a credit <laughs> check
2: on you on that? They must, oh, right? yeah, I think so. So... No. I don't know.
0: Uh, it's not cumbersome. So it happens on a monthly basis. I make sure I always have $50,000 in my checking account. If I always have $50,000 in my checking account, plus a one-year emergency fund on the side, then when that happens, it happens. It hits your account. It's gone in six months. And I invested that, what did I say, $30,000 instead. And guess what? Since I invested it, the stock market has been great this year. I've made a great return on that investment instead of...
2: Could have just as easily gone down though. You could have invested that money in the have, stock market. Goes down twenty percent. To be honest, yeah. it's, it's hindsight, hindsight. It hindsight in, is great. It would isn't have been it, though? in
0: though, and it would have grown historically. <laughs> what probably. you did
1: was smart, right? What yeah. you did is objectively smart. I'm just honestly, I'm astonished you did that.
0: Really, I'm just it's astonished. It's something yeah. I advocate furniture. for on the show, but not for most people. People who just are, have clearly demonstrated that they are bad with money. Exactly. I think That's if you it. can, if you can finesse money, I love finessing and love taking the extra mental effort to just go wild for an extra Mm -hmm. 0.5%. That's okay because I can manage it. For the average person, I don't think it's a thing. Just like a credit card, it's not good for the average person. I don't think a car loan is good for the average person. But I think if I have $20,000 and I'm going to go buy a $20,000 car and I can get a rate at 3% on the car, I'd rather put $1,000 down on the car, get it at 3%, throw that other $19,000 in the stock market.
2: I think there's a level where it just becomes trivial and it becomes not even worth your time anymore. You're
0: right. I think for me, it's more fun. I like finessing it because it's fun. It's a game. Finances in the end, if you're doing it well, regardless of the income, can, that has been with blessings. Yeah. But yeah. even when, you know, I was making $100,000, so when I was making $50,000, so when I was making $30,000, a lot of the stuff, finding the best deals and stuff like that, if that's something you're into, it can be fun. It's like a video game. So... I think that's one reason I went about it.
1: But before we go into that, if you guys have been following us or Caleb Hammer for a while, you may have noticed over the course of the last couple of years, our production quality has drastically improved. And if a financial audit was done on either of us at that time, it would not look pretty.
2: Well, thankfully, StreamYard is a live streaming software that allows you to create high quality content with just the click of a button for the low cost of free. So you're saying like the $10,000 we put into this studio, we could have just done it for free? Technically, yes. All you need is a camera and an internet connection. And from there, you could stream really high quality content right from your browser. Plus, you could stream to multiple social media platforms at the same time, including Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and more. Plus, guys, they have so many other amazing
1: features that we haven't mentioned yet. Like they have analytics tools that tell you where all of the traffic is coming from. We highly recommend you guys check out StreamYard. It's completely free. Check it out with that link down below in the description.
2: Honestly, guys, StreamYard is one of The best ways that you could begin creating high-quality content without spending a ton of money, and one of the best ways to start is just to start for the low cost of free. So the link is down below in the description. We highly recommend you check it out. Thank you so much, and now back to the podcast. We went through. You have thirty-seven thousand dollars of student loans. Not bothered paying that off for no degree. (laughs) Yeah, for no degree that you (laughs) dropped out of school, but you're trying to arbitrage the four percent on the student loan that's non-tax deductible with your investment returns in the stock market historically and hoping that that's enough to cover the student loans and make a bit of a profit. Well, because I I know I can pay it off
0: today. And I know that from the savings on the side, I can pay off. If I didn't have that, I wouldn't invest the other money. But you you learn from
2: experience because the people that you have on the show, you go into them when they graduate with a whole bunch of debt i yes. seen it, especially private well, debt. Well, private debt. Private debt for useless degrees.
0: But also, once I get through all their debt, usually the last thing we talk about is any federal student loans that are at 4% or less. And then usually for them, depending on the situation, I'm like, okay, minimum monthly payment sales paid off. We need to catch up on investing because you're 40 and you don't have yeah. a single cent to your name. So, so that's I'm, what I get I'm through. curious,
2: where do you find people to be on the show?
0: Well, 99% comes from the audience, so... Is it DMs? Uh no, no. no. We have a survey mm. in our uh, description so people can fill out there. So for weirdos who think we're, like, taking advantage of People? No, people are going out of their way to come on the show. People are literally going out of their way and flying multiple states because they want to come on the show because they know it's the method that helps them, and they want to put their situation on display. It is the exact conversation that I wish I had at 18. Might not work for everyone? Yeah. That's fine. It's the conversation I wish I had because it would work for me.
2: How much research do you do ahead of time on your guests? Uh,
0: a good amount. Now I've been able to... So we
2: collect our information. We mm. put it in
0: a spreadsheet, and we see what the who we could probably help the best. Um, Um, there are good conversations that can happen from people who've, you know, built a good amount of wealth, but I know that's also taking a limited spot away from someone who's like, Caleb, please, I need to be on the show. I'm literally like going to die in debt. Please build me a budget. What does it take? So we figure out the people we can best help come on the show. They do that. Uh, I have some part time people also on the side who help put all their stuff into spreadsheets and build some things out with me so I can save me a a few hours. Mm -hmm. for each episode and then I personally go through their documents as well
2: and how can you tell if someone wants to be on the show just to be on the show and get some publicity versus someone who genuinely wants help because from what I've seen watching almost all of your episodes some people on there I'm like they don't give a crap they just want to be on they want the airtime. they're trying to you know get their name out there it just seems like you could tell them whatever they want. Your excuses, and then at the end, I'm like, they're not going to do anything. With
0: Which it. is where I definitely, you can see, I get more irritated with them more than yeah. other people. But I know that even still, the advice that I give them in their situation, you know, getting at least two hundred thousand views an episode, it's going to help a few thousand, hopefully, that are relating to their situation. So even if they might not walk away with it because they're just a little dick for coming on and getting, uh, you know, publicity or whatever their reasoning. Uh, someone else is going to benefit.
1: And what trends have you noticed amongst people that are struggling financially? Like what what are they doing with their money? Why is it not going in their favor?
0: Uh, everyone's good with getting a five, six, seven year car loan at 25% and thinks that that doesn't mean anything. So that's crazy. I mean, what? The average new car payment, what was it? I think it's recently come out to like $800, $800 a, a month. month. Yeah, It's insane. If 50% of the people in, this, in the United States, 50% who have... A job, make $30,000 or less on a yearly basis, $800 a month as the new average car payment? That's insanity.
2: Now, what's interesting is that when you look into auto loans, they're not regulated the same way that student loans are or with mortgages or even credit cards, for that matter. A credit card reviews your income in such a way where they're not going to give you too much of a limit because that's an unsecured debt. They're not going to collect on that if you don't pay that debt. They're going to discharge it. But auto loans, for the most part, are very unregulated. It's a very much gray market that they could sell these off privately without there being you know a rule out there that says yeah. oh we we can't qualify you for this. Most auto loan places are able to give you the loan that you want by just extending out the term even if the the interest rate's 20 25%. Yeah. It's scary.
0: It's scary. I'll also say there are on the show I try not to talk about a lot of societal things because it's like okay That's another show. We can cover what should, what should not, blah, blah, blah. And also just vote however you want to vote. That's whatever. We don't get into that. My job is to say, okay, this is where we live right now. And this is the best way to navigate it. Because it's irresponsible for me on the side of the table to say something different. One thing I will say societal that I like to rant about, and I'll rant about for a second, our car infrastructure. If it's a societal tax that we have in the United States, that everyone has to have a car to survive. It's so... it's so stupid unless you live in new york city san francisco or chicago where they have actually decent public transportation Mm -hmm. you essentially have to get a job in order to work in order to afford the car that you're getting to actually work it sucks man
2: it sucks i that infuriates me well that's why i like dave ramsey's approach that the car you could afford is the one that you could buy outright in cash or the car that you could pay off relatively quickly I think people are sleeping on these sub $10,000 cars. You go on Craigslist or Auto Trader; so many great cars out there. Six, seven, $8,000, a Toyota Corolla with 100,000 miles on it. It's good for another 100,000 miles, easily. Very people, reliable car. People are also it's just great bad car. at purchasing,
0: though, so people will get that three four five thousand dollar car and they won't get it you know checked out by a mechanic to make sure that it's going to be safe for them and it's going to be reliable for at least a few years to come and then it just breaks down and it gives yeah cars within that price category a really bad name which is very fair i
2: would venture to say that more people in that category just want a newer car oh very much better about no i want the car that's two years old even if i have to pay more I'd much rather, I'd be happier in that car than this old piece of junk over here. I don't want to be seen in that. I think there's also a lot of pressure to be seen in a nice looking car. And that's almost a reflection of who you are as a person. If you see someone pull up in in an old car, are people going to judge you for that? Are they going to think that maybe because you're driving an old car here, maybe you're not as good as what you do. If you're good at what you do, you should be driving a newer car because you could afford it. So there's all these image things that I think play into that as well.
0: I have to say, I am blessed to have the mindset that with... The income that I currently have that you all have blessed me with completely. Thanks to you. Thank you. I don't give a shit about cars, so I probably will never spend money on a car that is way too expensive. I have my 2019 Jeep Cherokee that has good sound system, and that's all I care about. That's good. (laughs) Very lucky. Do you
1: find that the people that end up overpurchasing on their vehicle, they regret it, or are they still happy about it? And they think that the the source of all their financial problems comes from something else.
0: Well, it definitely comes down to how they're prioritizing their money in general, like the big picture Mm -hmm. in terms of where their money is going. But then, yes, those little decisions that can be big decisions like the car is definitely a big thing. A lot of people are regretting it more than they were at the beginning of the show because car values, you know, they were great when I was first starting used car values. And though it's still not the pre-pandemic levels, not even close, and it probably never will be, it has come down a little. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people who have come in with these expensive used cars now find that they're underwater by thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So selling it,
3: Find a location near you
0: at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: Making up that difference with a potential personal loan or something, but it's getting harder and harder for the expensive car loans that we have on the show to come up with a good solution other than it's time to sacrifice for years. I mean, what do you think that someone should do if they're looking for a car or they think their car might
1: be too expensive for their needs?
0: If it's too expensive for their needs, I mean, just... I think it just comes to the overall maturity around the purchase of it. But when it comes to the average person looking for a car, as long as we're budgeting out, we have an emergency. So the question is then, okay, why do they need a new car? Did the car break down? If the car broke down, they should have a six-month emergency fund. We can at least get a temporary measure. Well, we then build that up and then pay for another car. Now, does someone need another car because they just want another car? Okay, fine. Then we're, put, we're putting in our wants category, a certain percentage aside on a monthly basis that is going towards saving up a cash pile to get the car that we want. Again, I think some people can finance, uh, finesse low interest car loans. I do not think that is the average person you did with your Tesla. Lovely. And I think that's good. I might, if my Jeep ever breaks down and I can get a good rate, but I think for the average person, just like cards, that uh, a cash option is better for them.
1: And aside from cars, what other trends are you finding or patterns amongst
0: the people that are financially struggling? Yeah. Spending 40% on eating out. Eating out. (laughs) Oh yeah. So it's like fast food or like fancy restaurants? And trust me, I like my nugs. Everyone knows I like my nugs, but (laughs) like when people are in really bad debt, but they're only paying their minimum monthly payments and they have zero retirement and only their minimum monthly payments is counting for 5% of their overall spending. But 50% of their spending is going to eating out. We got some priorities that need to be straightened out.
2: Why do you think people aren't cooking at home? Why do you think they're so prone to eating out all the time?
0: Well, ease of access. I mean, luckily it fits in my budget now and I definitely eat out a good amount. And what it fits in my budget, a lot of the reasons why I can speak to my own reasons for eating out. I got addictive tendencies towards it. So when it comes to the fatty, the salty, the sweet, and stuff like that, that can that's honestly my addiction. If I you have gotta you gotta
2: crush that. Just get rid of that. I know,
0: I know. But it the also, salty
2: sweet one is like the brain hack. I think your brain just craves that oh, naturally, and so and I've been giving it.
0: So whenever I take it that. away. It's, it's really, really difficult for me. Now, I, I was able to do that when it came to getting out of debt and saving up for a house. I was able to do that from a financial standpoint. But when I think about my health, for some reason, I am not as motivated and I need to be there. Are, I feel like so many reasons why people don't take action, especially like
1: with regards to their finances or with regards to like eating, which is because the consequence of the action that they take up front is way too detached and delayed from the action they take. Oh, sure. So for example, when you're eating fast food, it's like you feel great immediately But then the consequence of eating that fast food, such as gaining a little bit of weight or maybe feeling lethargic, it's like days down the road, maybe. And you can't necessarily see like a one-to-one, you know, this is my action. This is the consequence from that action. And the same thing goes for finance. It's like, you know, you can save a little bit of money here, but it doesn't matter if you spend it because it's just a few bucks or you can put it on credit. But then it delays the consequence of it. Rather than like when you're a kid and you say a swear word and your dad comes up to you and spanks you right away, you're like, okay, now I know. I say a swear word, I get spanked. Not gonna do that. But with food and with finances, the consequences are just so far out in the future.
0: Yeah, yeah no, that's true. And it's also just daunting to tackle at, you know, the offset, unless you're in it already, you know? So losing weight, starting the diet, or uh, tackling a big amount of debt, you're already in this train of just doing what you're already doing, and you know is this big problem, it's a daunting thing to overcome and start. But once you start, it's actually much easier and then you start seeing the progress you're making and it motivates you to go even further. It's
2: it's it's so similar between finance and health though. And it is. I feel like because you're on such the finance path that eating healthy and going to the gym should be so easy for you. Because it's yeah. the same thing. The same qualities that lead you to saving money are the exact same to eating Disappart- healthy and going to the gym. You know,
0: it actually might be easy for me. It's just I think it's the the daunting starting I think if I started and I continued down healthy, sustainable routes, so I've done extreme cuts before and it's resulted in good progress, but it wasn't sustainable and I bounced back. Yeah. I think if I head down it, I'm quite disciplined once I'm in it. I think everyone thinks
1: that they, they need to like exit the gate sprinting. And I don't think that's the case at right. all. I think you could just start by introducing healthier foods into the diet and maybe going out a little bit less, but it doesn't need to be like zero to 100.
0: Good right? thing we all ate 10 burgers right before this time. Yeah. What, the, what was that all
1: about, man? We, you we ordered the up entire
2: here, menu. We showed up Tasting. here.
1: Tasting. And, and you, I mean, you walk in, and you, what? how many bags? 15 bags? 15 oh, easily. Bags. I mean, like, yeah. I had probably six delicious. burgers, which I should not be. You had six? six, bars, had six. No, you
0: didn't have six. Probably somewhere Are you serious? There. Yeah, probably. He had yeah. to cleanse his body from all his oh love my gosh. of in and out, all the nasty and out. Did you take a nap afterwards? No, but I felt
1: like no? I was going to die. Oh my God. That's why I stopped <laughs> eating. I think it is extremely important. My one piece of advice get in good shape. Yeah. Get in good shape. That's what I was there's thinking. There's no excuses. You have no reason not to. I know it's scary. I know it's daunting, but it will be one of the most rewarding things yeah. that you have done. You know how rewarded you feel when you help someone out with their finances when they come on no, your show yeah. and you they, they DM you weeks later, like, hey, you know what? I paid off my debt. Dude, I paid off my credit. Like 26% mm-hmm. APR. Like, I paid it off. You will feel, dare I say, just as good, if not better, fixing your own health. It has been for me one of the most rewarding things I've ever done in my entire life, taking it seriously over the past year, cleaning up my diet. I feel more motivated. I feel like it's easier to get out of bed every morning. I feel like I have more energy. It's easier for me to just get started on a task. Yeah. That would have taken me, I don't know, like an hour to muster up the the motivation to do beforehand.
2: It is confidence too. You so feel important. better about yourself. Oh yeah. And that no, confidence no, game would go up. It would oh, yeah. get more it would, matches. Yeah.
1: Definitely and your anxieties, too, and all these judgments oh, you're Trust me, I've been very fit. And I had the same
0: anxiety. You know what
2: I would but do is hire a personal trainer and prepay I them. I looked at that. I did look at that. Prepay them for like three months.
0: Yeah, I looked at it before I moved to that. Yeah,
2: month. do I it. I think you Get honestly, a schedule.
1: I wouldn't even worry about working out right now. I would just clean up the diet. Because working out is a
2: whole nother thing you'd have to introduce. I, but I think if you do scary. it in conjunction. Oh, yeah. Oh, it'll be nice. I think the benefits from working out are just- Working it. out is, it's, it's just so adding, good. I feel like, a little bit
0: too much at once. I do need to get my cardio fitness up, though. I know my cardio fitness level is definitely uh, low, which is not good. Standing treadmill. I have an elliptical in the room over. How often do you use it? Well, now nothing, but I did for a bit. Again, I fell off that wagon. You know what?
2: You might be a little too intimidating if I came in and you're just like jacked and you're telling me how to run my finances (laughs) Here, it, it's but not. A, it's they not. it got a, a thick boy on. <laughs> but imagine you come in like Ronnie Coleman, you sit down, biceps that's a on point. That's a very good point. It might people might be a little more closed off. That's a well, really good point. That's true. No,
0: I mean, I would just like to get rid of the belly and you know just feel better, have yeah. more energy and stuff like that. Um, I will say, and I don't let it count for people on my show who've only cleaned up their stuff recently, because it's like, okay, but you've demonstrated for like a year that it's bad. But these last few weeks have been better. My film guy's in the back there, very fed, goes to the gym every day. He's given me a protein blueberry smoothie recipe that I have for lunch every single day, and it goes well unless a guest brings desserts, which has been a thing recently, which is yeah. harming me. Is it, is
2: it actually they bring desserts? <laughs> yeah, Why? cookies
0: or donuts, because they're awesome. Because uh, they're like the best people in the world. How, how do they know what to bring you? I think everyone likes d- donuts and cookies.
1: Did you make it public that you want people to bring stuff? When this
0: is the first time that I think anyone would will have ever heard that that's happened. Over and so over. So people are yeah. recurring
2: doing this Not recurring, without, but like, this has
0: happened recently a few times. One person did bring sprouts. Okay. That's good. That's good. Did you eat them? Yes, I was munching on them a lot. Oh, They're actually good. quite tasty. Yeah, sprouts are good. Um, yeah, they were uh, sunflower sprouts. Mm, okay. That was very cool. Uh, so I have a good clean day. Have my blueberry smoothie. Yum, 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 yum. And also cookies. Oh, <gasps> Donuts. <gasps> very scary. Very intimidating. Control yourself on that. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. It Control Which yourself. I did. I made yeah, I right. made Brandon, my film, our, our film editor, yeah. take him home. So mm. I had like a nibble. I'll tell you,
2: playing. my weakness is seeing food go to waste. So if I see a whole tray of cookies and I know they're going to be thrown out, (laughs) I feel so bad about them being wasted that I'll want to eat them. Not because I'm hungry, but I don't want them to be thrown out. So for me, it's that. And so I will engage in desserts because I just don't want it to go to waste.
0: I will say on the aspect of my health that I think is rare for other people, this is not a brag, but just curiosity because I think you've talked about it. I'm like, oh, shit, there's another weird person out there. Mm. I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. I don't smoke anything, and I do not drink at all. I've just never had the interest in any of those things, which I know is beneficial health-wise.
1: Extremely. Extremely. I mean, alcohol is just toxic, basically. Yeah.
2: That's good. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, For me, it just ruins my day the next day. And Every now and then, I'll have a drink. But it's just the next day, I just count it out. That's a done day. And I feel like crap. And then the next day, I'm like, is it really worth it? No. There's been very few times where I look back at that drink and, like, yeah, that drink was worth it.
0: If my friends pester me enough, I'll have a singular sex on the beach because it tastes like candy. I just don't like the taste of alcohol. It's not even an alcohol thing. I just hate the taste. I don't like, I really don't like beers. I don't like alcoholic beverages. It's like, ah.
1: Alcohol, just straight alcohol, is gross. Like a virgin drink will taste better than a. You know, alcoholic. Yeah,
0: ones. I just want to pop. That's my thing. Pop or water. Give it to me.
2: So does a lot of sugar though. So we
1: could
0: cut yeah, those. I down. go diet though. Yeah. Okay, That's I'm a that's, diet coke. Okay, guy. that's good. That's okay. good. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. Back onto the finances. So we have these people, they come onto the show. You've noticed the pattern of people being irresponsible with their car purchases, as well as going out. Are there any other patterns? Because I want people that are watching this, maybe that are slipping, to be able to acknowledge and think like, hey, how are my finances doing? And be cognizant about money. And maybe consider these things that you've recognized as patterns that let people slip into not being well.
0: One thing that has shown up a lot that is in less people's control than the other categories, but I think people have a little more control over than they're willing to uh, admit, is cost of housing. Mm -hmm. So Austin's an expensive city for Texas. You know, compared to L.A. or New York, it's certainly not. Mm -hmm. But like a guest was on the other day, he was spending like close to $2,000 with barely any income on rent. And he was like, well, I'm going to have to move back home. And I'm like, dude, you can find places here. They might not be the grandest of places, but you can find places here, like under $1,000 still, like a studio. He's like, that doesn't exist. So I pulled up Zilla real quick, showed him, I think it was like 32 complexes with different units of under $1,000. So that exists. But yes, I mean, for someone making even a even $100,000 a year in New York City or LA, like housing is going to be a larger percentage than we would normally want them to see. So that's a big one that definitely hurts people because it takes away a lot of their money from their investing goals and paying off goals. So sometimes it's in their control. Sometimes it's not. And I think it's in more people's control than they're willing to admit some of the time. But I think it's
1: a really unpopular opinion when you recommend people move in order to save money because they think, hey, look, I am deserving of living where I please because this is where I it's my home. Something feels very like. Like it's a part of your identity where you live. So well, people, I think they place a lot of importance on
2: it. I think a lot is also the distance to where they work. So someone could justify oh, and yeah. say, well, true. my job is five minutes away. And if I move, then my commute turns into 40 minutes.
0: We've had a few of those. Yeah. And they're like, my, my gas will more than make up for it.
2: Exactly. Which sometimes, yeah. I
0: mean, oil prices are kind of high right now. Sometimes true. it can make up for it. But mm-hmm.
2: What's the worst episode that you've done where you look back and this person's in the worst financial position?
0: Because um,
2: there's been a few where you've said this is the worst finances I've ever seen as a title. Yeah. But what is actually the worst?
0: It's someone that I haven't had an update from, and I'm really sad about that. Uh, she came. She's one of my first few episodes. And, you know, like I said, now in this whole year, everyone and even most of last year, honestly, has been from the audience. So good relationships. They're very happy to do the show. When I was first doing the show and not a single episode was released, that we recorded four episodes and I put out a call in Austin for anyone to come on the show. I'd give them like 50 bucks, which is like all I had at the time mm-hmm. to be on the show. And there was someone with $250,000 in private student loan debts at variable high interest rates. I can't imagine what those interest rates are like now because they were at 10% then. They started at like 150. In only a few years, wow. they went to $250,000. They're going to be a million dollars before she knows it. And she really doesn't
2: You, It's for social work. So, Who gives these loans? Uh, cool. Well... That's it, surprising to me that someone saw that and checks the box, say, Yeah, we're gonna give you the money on it. I that. know, right? Personal responsibility
0: is very important. I will say in this situation, she suddenly got fucked by her her dad. Her dad, she shouldn't have done it, but as an impressionable teenager getting out of high school, her dad was like, Sign the loan, I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. Her dad's ghosted her, essentially, and it's no. become this has been a complete tear in the relationship. So they haven't, you know, seen each other or did talks. he ghost
2: because of the loan? I don't remember exactly. That would, many that would be but, gnarly if he just couldn't make the payments and that's an awkward conversation to have with your daughter. She wanted to go to an in-state gosh. school in
0: California that was public and save a lot of money. He was like go to Baylor. That's where I want you to go. Borrow as much as it takes I will pay. Paylor, uh, Baylor is a out-of-state private institution. So sucks. she she did get fucked in it but because of that and with a degree that doesn't make as much money that has to be one of the more daunting situations I've ever seen. And she, you can see in her finances that she's given up. How what we, would you yeah. recommend for somebody like her? What would she do? What File did I bankruptcy? recommend? Uh,
2: you, can't, you, you can't discharge student loans, student loans in bankruptcy. That, that's why they're so terrible, because they allow an 18-year-old kid to take on hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt, regardless of what they want to study, and yeah. there's no recourse. You, you can't discharge that in bankruptcy because you're getting an education. The education stays with you. So you just get screwed. Yeah. There's no way around it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. And the fact that people sign off on that, when they yeah. could buy a house with it, I do, you know, and at least they could claim the house back. But no, that's why the student loans—there's no recourse on that. I think instead, what would be interesting is if they give the education to you for free, but they get a percentage of what you make, <laughs> uh, you know, for life. Let's just say. So if you want the public school, that's thirty thousand. Well, now you give one percent of your income. But if you want the private school that costs X amount, you give maybe a little more, like up to a certain limit. So it's not, you know, billions of dollars necessarily, but I don't think you're like
1: lighting the fire under these students' butts though, for them to like go out, get a job because, hey, I got to pay this off.
2: So (laughs) well, that's the thing too. Yeah, I didn't think this through because then you could just say, well, now I'm not going to make any money or make, you know, do stuff on the side. Just Mm -hmm. don't report it.
0: Another conversation that needs to happen as a guy who has lots of music friends i studied in school music i loved my school music they excelled at quite a few things like jazz and music therapy and stuff like that uh, you know i loved the experience not every single college in the united states needs to offer a music degree or an arts degree these are industries that the vast minor, the small minority make it right and that's okay And I think anyone should pursue it with that expectation of knowing it's going to be hard, and they can totally do that. But when a college of... Ten thousand people in the middle of Iowa or whatever is offering these degrees that have training that are lackluster compared compared to other institutions and are setting their students up for failure. It's irresponsible that institution to even offer that degree in the first place. But I get it because the college wants the money. You got the professors; they're on payroll, they're getting tenure. You got the the college. You got the all the executives, the administrators. Yeah, administrators uh, that take up a massive percentage of uh, payroll for colleges. So I think it's irresponsible for that. Every single institution in the United States, regardless of them, and we have a billion of them needs to offer every degree. Even if that education for that degree at that institution is not
2: going to be as good as it could be somewhere else. How do we get that girl back in the podcast?
0: I don't think she wants to, again, she wasn't from the audience. Um, I, I, cut out a lot of things that she wanted me to cut out, including
2: even after the fact, uh, can you get, can you gift her something towards the student loans in exchange for coming on?
0: I think I even gave her, uh, big chunk of money after the fact because I was like yeah. hey you're one of the first people on the episode I know you weren't thrilled with the experience which by the way we sent on a survey to all the past guests this year right. and we we got an average four out of five in terms of the experience the only thing that people don't like is that we rush a lot they feel but either way she's one of the first oh, guests yeah and uh, because she didn't even know what the show was, I didn't even know what the show was. Yeah. Uh, I think she was just, oh, this went in front of more people than I was expecting, than any of us expected. So yeah. I don't think she wants to be in front of that sure same enough. amount of audience again. Fair,
2: rough situation though.
0: Yeah, I feel so bad for her, and I would. No, I'd love to help in any way whatsoever. Yeah. Hopefully, the budget I gave her. I I know in those situations, some people. I, I will also say, uh, just for context, because I've uh, read it a few places that. Um, I was nicer in those earlier episodes, uh, in her situation and stuff like that. Uh, in that I'm not me or anything like that when I get like intense and stuff like that. No, I'm like, act- I'm like actually allowing my personality to come through now. When I was first getting started, I had no idea what a YouTube video took. I was trying to level back, you know, don't want to mm-hmm. put off things, especially while I have another job and I don't yeah. want to come across as rude. So I was just... A lot more things were just tame and just chill, including her episode. But now I'm literally just me. I just try to be the most open, honest person I can be at all times.
2: But Well, now sorry. people know what to expect. Yeah. And so if, like if they're signing up, fake, though, though. They, they know that you're probably going to yell at them. Yeah. It, well, it also depends on the people's situation. Yeah. We had
0: a dude, unfortunately, experiencing homelessness on recently. I don't think the voice was raised once in that episode. And I gifted him what he needed to, like, uh, his first two months of rent, I gifted him. I gifted him a refrigerator for his current situation so he could didn't have to eat out all the time. And I gifted him... Uh, someone from the audience gifted him a drone.
3: Hmm.
0: Um, a drone because he was making good money working for drone companies, but his drone broke down and then he went homeless. And then also I offered to pay for his first four therapy sessions because he has... Um, some really critical depression. So I love being in the position to be able to help with that. So it depends on the episode. But yes, there are lots of people like the model that you were talking about. Who, yeah. She wasn't receptive to anything. So naturally as me, just being me, you know, I'm just very invested in it. And I hate when I care yeah. more about their situation than they do. But I also get equally as excited when they pay off their debt. Like, dude, I get so fucking hype. Nice. Like you have no idea when people are making progress. Dude, that emotion you see when I'm angry is equal on the other side of me being excited for them. Because the channel's only been around for a year and a half and debt takes a long time to pay off. We've seen less of that excitement. We will,
2: though. You got to do, like, the Dave Ramsey debt-free scream. Yeah. But, like, your version of that when they, when they pay off, like, student loans or something like that. You know, when they do a yeah. six-month emergency fund, let's say, have them come back and, yeah. like, take a photo or something like that. We tell them to get keep them, us updated get... all along the way. You know what you need? Mm. Awards, little trophies. Oh yeah, oh good. And if if you're on the show and they hit certain milestones, let's just say paying off their student mm-hmm. loans, six month emergency, you send them a little trophy, yeah, of yeah. some sort. And they, I like that. I like yeah, that I think too. that would be As a nice. They make about, it further. The trophies yeah. get like a little bit bigger. Yeah, they hit a million dollar net worth. They get you know a big trophy. <laughs> yeah, your face. That's sweet. <laughs> no. Yeah. No,
0: that's actually really cool. No, that's good. That's good. We get updates all the time from people okay. and people people are doing well. But again, a lot of these death situations, if you watch the videos, they're like multi-year payoffs. So we won't see the end right, situation yeah. for a while.
1: So this guy that was homeless for a little bit, yeah.
0: have you had any updates with him after giving him the money in the refrigerator um, and the drone? Hasn't updated us in a few weeks. So we leave it up to them to reach out to us mm-hmm. when they need help and when they want. But we tell them to don't like you're not going to ignore it. You're not going to. Uh, annoy us. Reach out to us as much as you can, pester us for questions, let us help, everything like that. But we also don't want to pester them and everything right. like, oh, how are you doing? How are you doing? Are you about this week? Are you better yeah. this week? Uh, so I know he had a lot of clinical stuff. So I definitely don't want to pester him, but I very much want to hear from him. I haven't paid for the therapy sessions yet because he hasn't done them. I'm offered to pay for them, but he needs to like, you know, sign up to do it. You
2: can only do so much. Yeah. I feel.
0: And same 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 for the rent. Like I want him to rent or put down a security deposit, whatever it was. Like I was going to cover a 2 months' rent, I think, or a security deposit plus one-month rent. He has to go take the action to get the place, though. And I'm fully willing and excited to do it when he does it.
1: And what are the character traits and personality traits that you're seeing as a pattern amongst people that are financially irresponsible?
0: Personality traits, I don't know. I feel like we see a wide range of that. I think definitely just a clear... People are very ignorant to personal finances just as I was just as I'm sure we all were at some point before we became educated on things and you end up in this situation before you become enlightened but <laughs> you do to get it's like better. An
1: impulsive personality oh. trait or
0: hmm. It's actually a good question. Or maybe carelessness. I, I do try to get to the, to get to the bottom of the situation. It's a little hard. I'm like, why are you doing this? And not a lot of people can give good answers. And I try to dissect that. Remember, when people are coming in, though, we're often seeing a lot of the after effects of past decisions. So I can't see exactly what they're doing in that moment. What we can definitely see for people who are overspending instead of paying off debt, those kind of people, you can see that it's either lack of care uh, or lo- addictive personalities, kind of like even my own, with certain things and stuff like that, where they just like they feel like they can't stop eating out, and excuses are being made. So I think some of that, when it comes to people who are continuing their bad, uh, bad behavior when
2: they're on the show. So what's the path to getting on track? What do you recommend usually for people, cool. so step by step?
0: We lay out their debt. We figure out what the minimum monthly payments are. We add them up. Then we get. Uh, what their budget is with the rent. Some of the stuff they can't control because they're already in it. Sure, we can maybe downgrade eventually, but okay, that is what it is. Your debt is this. I put them on a grocery budget that uh, can be healthily done but is also limiting. It just essentially involves weekly meal prepping instead of like cooking fresh pre-prepared meals every day. Mm-hmm. It's going to be more meal prepping and then warming up. And then basically no fun except for a few unique situations. No paid for fun. Go have fun. Uh, sometimes increasing income by getting a second job. So we create... Once we create what a potential income could be plus a potential budget, we then lay out the best way to get out of the debt. Sometimes that's the snowball method uh, by doing the uh, smallest debt to the largest debt. Sometimes it's the avalanche method by having the largest interest rate to the smallest interest rate. It really depends on their situation and their mentality around it. If you can tell they're going to have a hard time making through it, snowball makes sense from the emotional standpoint because they start seeing they're making progress. You pay off that small debt relatively easily. But all of a sudden you have a win. So you start paying off more. Avalanche, I like for people you can tell are a little more fired up discipline because mathematically avalanche method, you pay less over time. So uh, we figure out the best method to do that. But first, we usually get them to save up a one month emergency fund. Whatever their budget was, we get one month. Sometimes if they have kids, multiple kids, two months, because if anything happens, we've also had people on the show who have followed the babysitter. I love Dave Ramsey. We're going to collaborate with them. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've been invited on the show like twice. Yeah. I just travel anxiety. Uh, but... Uh, the thousand dollar thing and I get his logic he's defended it a lot yeah. especially recently even though it hasn't been updated and he's explained why we've had people on the show especially earlier in the show who did the thousand dollars to get out of debt they started making progress on the debt then an emergency happened and there's basically no emergency that's less than a thousand dollars then they ended up in a worse situation than they were before they even saved up the thousand dollars so I'm like okay let's make sure if anything happens you can survive for a month while you scour for income sources or if you have a kid just to make up for extra risk because you're taking care of little ones, okay, let's have two months of emergency fund. Then we just beat that debt down. And then from there, it depends on their age. So 50, 30, 20 is a good standard just for people to start a budget on 50% mm-hmm. on needs, 30% on wants, 20% on investing. But if someone's just getting out of debt, getting a fully funded emergency fund, uh, you got to get a fully funded emergency fund, obviously, first. Uh, once you get out of debt, if someone's starting at 50 and they have $0, they basically got to start investing 50% of their income if they're going to try to retire mid 60s, you know, maybe even 70. So it depends on the age. But so whatever their budget allocation is going to be after that point depends where they are in retirement. Because what I really try to stress on the show, I just want people to be able to retire, whether that's they're spending their pile of money to zero by the time they die, or they're leaving something left over for someone else you know, passing on money. That's up to them and the avenue that they want to save in order to get there, how much they want to save in order to get that pile. Um, What I just really try to stress is that when parents are choosing, specifically parents, are choosing fund spending over paying off debt and investing, they are putting that on their kids to be morally responsible to take care of their parent when they retire and have no money. That
2: seems like a cultural thing, though. I do see some cultures where that's the norm. That's expected, that the kids are going to take care of their elders in retirement.
0: Which is okay. I would personally have no issue with uh, taking care of my parents. But I think it being in the choice of the kids would be better than it being put upon the kids. I agree. So if you have chosen to blow all your money, go into a bunch of debt, you make it to seventy, something happens, you can't work. Who knows what social security is going to be like at that point? Then okay, I have no money to survive. Uh I don't think my, I don't think I'm gonna let mom and dad die on the street. Yeah. So. Right. I mean, that's up to the parents
1: and the kids, but it's important to make sure that the parents are aware that they are putting that pressure on the kids. Because a lot of them could just be living financially irresponsibly and not really understanding that, Hey, eventually down the line, this, this will be on your kids. Oh,
0: again, there's lots of ignorance and ignorance is okay Mm -hmm. that you just don't know. You don't know what you don't know. So that's why, you know, we we try to
2: tell them. Do you ever have people question whether or not you're qualified to give them advice?
0: I've had interviews where people ask that or people get upset um, but then I'm very clear that we don't talk about different investment vehicles. We, uh, that's usually what you're licensed to talk about. Right. If you need a specific license to say, Hey, if you make a hundred dollars a month, you shouldn't spend $120 on fast food. You know, honestly, fuck off. Like, I mean, that's pretty yeah. basic stuff. And I think that's very important for people to hear about And okay. Even if people are upset that sure, there's no CPA and I'm telling someone they shouldn't spend more money than they make. I don't care that little hate that a couple of people might give because we get thousands and thousands and thousands of people reaching out saying, yo, in the comment section, email, social media, whatever. Yo, I've paid off my debt because of this channel. Yeah. And that is everything. Dude, I don't even care right now. I know right now I could uh back out of all my uh stocks, my personal residence and get everything into the cash flowing type properties that I have up in Michigan and I could generate $10,000-ish a month, I could do that and do this show for free because the biggest reward is the progress that people make. It's just, it's so hype. It's so hype when people turn their lives around. It's just crazy. It's so Why
2: not go for, like, the certified financial advisor license?
0: Uh, I mean, at this point, I just don't feel like it's worth my time.
2: Sure. I mean... It would be cool to talk people through
0: investing and stuff like that. And I have my own opinions on investing. I do my own investing, uh, but I don't feel like it's worth my time. And also, I think where the average American is, it's more beneficial to help the people that are in the dire straits than sit down with someone and be like, okay, sure, you have 43% of your investment portfolio in the S&P 500, but maybe let's do 45% or something like that. I think it's gonna be more beneficial to help someone learn how to budget and uh, stop fucking around. I agree. Yeah.
1: I think that's like the foundation of being good with finances yeah. is like budgeting and what I tell all of my friends that come to me because they know like I am somewhat in like the YouTube finance industry or like, or like I'm some, somewhat related. They would say, oh Jack, how do I get good with money? Like what do you recommend I invest in? And I always just say like you just have to be aware conscious and intentional of money in general. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn how to be good with money, you have to just be conscious of money. What is money? What does money do for you? What do you do for money? Where is your money going? Be aware of your relationship with money and that is like the strongest foundation that you can have to be fu- to being uh, financially free or secure.
0: Yeah. And another thing honestly again because I don't do this for clout, I hate like as I said at the beginning, I honestly hate my social media presence. I don't like being known. It's weird. I don't like it. If people are like, oh, okay. You know, I've heard enough bad stories of people like, I want to learn how to invest for money guys. Money guys are great. I love them. I'm friends mm-hmm. with them. They're coming down here. Watch them. Support them. They're good. I'm totally okay. Take a few weeks off my videos. Learn some stuff from them. Totally good. I'm not doing this for clout. I'm doing it to help people. So that's totally chill. So I don't think I need to talk about investing because people like them exist and they are so good at what they do and they're very educational.
2: What's the back end of your business in terms of how many people you have working with you
0: two full-time employees one person that helps with thumbnails that costs a thousand dollars a month two thousand dollars a month then i pay someone very part-time a thousand dollars a month to do (coughs) some spreadsheet work um and then i pay both of my employees if i'm doing better they're doing better because a lot of it is the uh, commission based and just revenue they're both Mm -hmm. making six figures and i want them to be making a shit ton of money eventually so which is great because i love rewarding Dude, they're making my lives so much easier. They're helping me make money. I want them to make money. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, they're both making six figures. I want to give out like a big yearly bonus. Don't be too excited. They're in the room <laughs> right now. I do want to. If $100. This con- <laughs> <laughs> Crisp $100 bill. Because, yeah. again, as we talked about at the beginning... The money that I'm all of a sudden starting making, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. It's a number that's not real. I don't need it all, so I want to make sure they're making money too. A videographer role and an editing role, I could get away with an awesome paying $50,000 a year. This dude makes well over six figures. Mm-hmm.
2: Producer role, I could probably do something the same. How many inquiries do you get every day of people who want to be on the show? Producer. 30 or 40 a day. And what do you look for in those 30 or 40 that, that make you want to pick them to be on camera? She
0: compiles them into a spreadsheet and we, we, we make sure that there are diverse enough situations and situations that uh, we can help the most. Because again, a lot of them, they're not like, it'd be fun to be on camera. Some people want to do it for club, but some people are like, dude, I'm literally going to be homeless next month. Please help me. Give me anything. And they want to get, they want to get sat down. They want some tough love and they want a budget made out and a plan. So usually the people we can help the most yeah. is who we go for. And
2: are you worried about it eventually becoming too repetitive? Sure. But again,
0: it's, we talked about the dream 15 million. Yeah. Dream 15 million doesn't need to happen. As long as it's actually helping people and I'm able to pay the bills uh-huh. and I don't ever have to let someone go, Like I'm totally okay as long as it's helping people because that's the main goal in the end. There is the extra stressor of having the payroll now you know, again, paying for the rent, paying mm-hmm. for the food, doing all that stuff. And I love that. And I love the team relationship that we have here. But if it gets repetitive, there's other shows I want to do for fun. But as long as I'm helping people on this show, that's the ultimate reward, which sounds so corny. And so many people aren't going to believe that. <laughs> who, who the fuck says that? But I actually believe it. One thing that I've noticed just being friends with you. Cause I mean, we
1: haven't really established this quite yet, but you and I, we talk, I feel like yeah. Pretty regularly. Like I'll give you a call. You'll give me a call. We check in with each other. You'll send me yeah. a photo of you like, Hey man, do you prefer the beard or do you prefer without the beard, which I prefer with the beard. Yeah. you are extremely genuine and sincere. The Thank thing you. that I've noticed is you, you're very blunt. You're very, very honest. Your personality on camera is exactly how you are off camera. And I meet yep. so many people on a regular basis that appear on camera and they're entertainers that are not entirely how they are. In real life, but you, I can say with full confidence, you're extremely genuine, extremely sincere, and I really appreciate that about you. I and really you also appreciate. Pretty that. shameless, like yeah. honestly, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, like you're like talking about dating, talking about this, talking about that, like, you know what I mean? Like, What's the point? Life is too short. Why not just be open? No, and, I agree with yeah. you. It's just I I respect the uh, that ability to
0: I don't know. I would say kind of be. Careless towards other judgments. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I try. Again, it's when people assume I'm like something different or having negative intentions around the show. Mm -mm. That gets to me. I think they're kind of evil people, but and the thing is, when you say that you genuinely care about the financial
1: well-being of the people that come on the show, I without a doubt believe it a hundred percent wholeheartedly. Because I know for a fact, just based off of the way that you treat money, the way you talk about the income that you have how I know your income has increased over time and how that's affected you, which is not at all really, um, that it really is about the guests that come on your show and you really do just like want to help them.
0: And we could so easily record an episode and say, okay, goodbye. We really try to be as much as they want. It's Mm -hmm. up to them be a part of their lives. What do you think your financial
2: weaknesses are?
0: Fast food. Again, we, we went over it and it was like, that's not a financial weakness. Because that, that, the was, implications yeah, was, on
2: your finances are
0: negative. That's more of a health. Okay, that's more of a health. Because it was 0.7% yeah. of my right, spending. Yeah. Financial weakness. Oh, we talked about some indecisive things. I did uh, upgrade my living situation because I wanted a yard for the pups. I wanted um, more space to do more shows and do more things. I was feeling very uh, tight in my condo. Uh, even though I like the location, I also wanted yeah. to be much closer to my friends uh, who you know we all hang out like, almost every day. Uh, very lucky. Because uh, not a lot of people are that lucky in their 20s or 30s or 40s or their life. But whatever. So that. Maybe the impulsive decision to, get, to, upgrade to Upgrade quite a bit. On and for Austin, for what the house is in Austin, it's actually quite affordable. But the interest rates are rough. Yeah. The thing is, I mean, you still could
1: have bought a house way bigger, way nicer, way more expensive, et cetera, yes. than this. So technically speaking, you still kind of bought underneath what... I would say the financially irresponsible or even the average person would have done in your financial situation.
0: Yeah. I went to the burbs, nine hundred fourteen thousand dollars, 20% down six point whatever percent interest rate. But this exact house next to my condo and the neighborhood behind it would have gone for easily minimum five million dollars. So I feel okay. about it. It's
2: tough for me as a real estate guy to look at the rents right now in the areas. and You could rent almost a brand new construction that they couldn't sell seven grand a month, no money down and you have the freedom to pick up a move wherever you want to. Yeah. And you have that extra 20%, which is almost $200,000 to go Mm -hmm. and invest elsewhere at a higher return. You put that in the Michigan properties that you're buying.
0: No, you're right. So one of my personal flaws, lack of patience. So I couldn't find anything for that. Couldn't find anything for that within a week. Couldn't find anything for that within two weeks. Okay. That's done. Search is done. Uh Uh-uh. We're going to go get this house that I really liked. I went and visited a lot of houses. Most of them, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this thing, it needs to be really good. Like everything here is done top level. So I was really excited about it. Like there are lots of nice new constructions, but everything here is top level. One of my friends is thrillingly excited about the level five drywall, whatever the fuck that is every time he comes in. Oh gosh. I know. No, he's excited about
2: it. I'm not. I don't care. Level five drywall is like, it's a finish on the drywall that makes it incredibly smooth. I don't, this is painted over. We repainted. So I don't, you're not going to feel it here, but you're going to feel it on the other one. It's drywall that they finish. They'll sand it. They'll polish it they'll sand it they'll polish it and they do that like 5 times it's a level 5 finish you don't it's like it's Is a it it's nice? a high end thing Y- yeah, but it's like, would I pay Do more for that? No. Yeah, I drywall. also don't care no. about it. No. Oh, gosh, no. Mine, you see the spackle job on the side. You don't have level five drywall. No. It's a waste hey, of money. I didn't pay it's for a it, Complete. It's a complete waste of money. Everything, the, the premium, the builder, will charge on it. It's not like the builder's doing this out of the goodness of their heart. They know no, that they owe oh, level five hey, drywall. Well, it's like, how much how much they though, they for The builder lost
0: money on this. With the uh, cost to build it and the cost to buy the property, they lost money on it.
2: Well, I think... I'd, uh, a lot of sellers are going to be losing money. Yeah, that's what I think. But building uh, right what now, I feel would really not
0: bad. Be. Is it was their it was their first building and design, so it was it was kind of but rough that's, for the them. that's the it's risk. That's the risk they take. No, you're right. I don't really feel that. You better, know,
2: but... it's <laughs> the, it's the risk they take. But it's yeah. you know, I did a whole video recently that's posting uh, first week of October about buying versus renting, and I went through in today's market and I analyzed the average price based on the average income of a person versus the average rent, and I based off a four hundred thousand dollar home. Uh, the monthly payments all in on that. And I calculated the opportunity cost, what the home is going to be worth after like 10 years, everything rents are still substantially cheaper over the lifetime of the average ownership of 13 years. Interesting. If you plan to live in the home for less than about 11 and a half years, if you're in here for 13, 14 years and you sell, and now I am also assuming that you're selling. And you're paying a 6% commission on closing costs. Yeah. So that's factored in there. My realtor is um, very nice
0: and usually gives me a 3%. Love you.
2: Okay. Well, then you'll save the 3%. So yep, maybe but, for you, yeah. it's nine years. If, if you're going to be in this house for the next 10 years, fantastic decision. Probably, based on these projections. If you're only going to be in here a few years and then eh, you know I might sell it uh, and then move somewhere else, chances are it would have been way cheaper to rent. You're, you're totally it, right. It's the mobility. And right now, what I feel like is you're in this upward trajectory, and 10 years from now, I think your life is going to look totally different. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be wildly different than it is today. And so I think even five years from now could be wildly different. It's projecting whether or not you're still going to be here at that point.
0: Yeah, I regret the decision overall financially. With the house and where it is and being close to friends, I don't regret it life-wise, yes. but I definitely I, I do regret it financially. And it's maybe the first not completely... Okay, it was an incredibly stupid mistake. Like, no. I still have equity in the home, whatever. It's an overall investment. So it's not like I just did something aggressively stupid. But in terms of my financial decisions within the last five, seven years, was not definitely pro- subpar. lower. No. Lower, subpar. I always text Jack, and I'm like, Jack, please help me stop being single. He's like, dude, you're just a – shut up, you big, fat nerd. Come on, I, every time, That's every time hater. he just bullies me. And he yeah. just
2: says, hit the gym, get a six pack. So, why, okay. why do you not want to be single? What's, oh. the pro, what's the problem in oh. that?
0: Oh, I think I joke about it more than it's yeah. actually reality. Like I, I joke about so many things that so many people take so literally, which is okay. That's just my personality. But no, I mean, in general, it's like, okay, so what, what am I doing here? Okay, maybe I'm making a good amount of money now. What's the point of it all if I'm not passing it on to someone, if I'm not sharing the life with someone? It's just like, you're, what's you're the point of young,
2: it You're young though, you're in your 20s. Almost not. Yeah, you still in 28. 28. Yeah. So what's it, but what's the rush?
0: Oh, I guess there's no rush. But also, I like the experience of dating. I like the connection. Yeah, so right. do you, I what do, what do enjoy it. What are you exactly
1: it? looking for right now in a relationship?
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Shameless. Let's yeah, go. Let's do it. Uh, uh, definitely a long-term partner. But I have found myself doing more temporary, uh, things for so some reason. Are you in those relationships? Is that what you go into it
1: looking for? Is something I a think little so. bit
0: more short-term?
1: Or like why no. do you end up, are you initially looking for long-term
0: and you end up settling for short-term because that's just the default. It's kind of the easier path to go on. Maybe it's because it's the easier path. And there's also just like innate desires that I think just get away. Then I'm just are, stupid. Just or here's the thing. Is <laughs> it, is it,
2: is it you <laughs> choosing the short-term or is it them choosing the short-term? Uh,
0: it's me. And maybe sometimes them as well. I mean, I'm not going to put the blame on anyone else. The thing is, the unfortunate reality, at, at least uh, what
1: I think is the case, is that you have not found the perfect person yet. And once you do, you're not going to want a short-term relationship with them.
0: You will. Well, I don't want a short-term desire, term relationship. I
1: just think... But you're if, opting for it oh, time and no, no, time no, no. and time yeah, I just think,
0: yeah, it just tends to happen. Uh, it's just... I think... Maybe I have a lot of expectations and then it's just, I honestly don't know. I can't pinpoint this. I can't pinpoint okay, this. I'm in the exact same situation. Interesting. The exact same situation.
1: I want a long-term relationship. I cannot pinpoint why I don't want to go on second dates with the people I go on first dates with. Oh. I don't know why. And I think it's an expectation standard thing, but
2: I really do not know. Jack seems to get discouraged easily though. Like there's little, like, you know, the small things and I'm like, Jack's not that big of a thing. Yeah, I like, just you don't know, want to put yeah. up with it. I don't want to put up n- with but it. But not even putting up with it. Sometimes it's just like he, Jack just won't text back for like a month. And then just like there's a random. That's text usually and- due to a lack of interest on my end. If I don't text back for a month. You better not be ghosting.
0: Don't ghost. That's so mean to people. Don't ghost Jack. <laughs> You can't ghost. Jack? You gotta be nice to people. I you got, don't don't, go- jo- don't ghost. Can if I, you're, Jack no. ghost
2: me, so many texts. I send Jack a text. I don't hear back. I'm well, just that's fine. To it. You right. guys are oh, fine. Hold on. Now. This is
0: not a podcast about me, guys. Is okay. okay. This is well, a podcast one second. About you me. cannot ghost. People are human beings. They. Have.
1: I know. You're, you're you're drawing assumptions here. I. He just oh, okay. says something. Right. He made it sound you like you
2: ghost. <laughs> jump on it. Getting ghost is like the worst. Jack doesn't ghost, but he'll text back weeks later. Can I please? Just it'll be, be like mid-conversation. Why is he
1: speaking on my Why are we allowing this right now? I would I rather
2: hear. Any... Let me answer on behalf of Jack. Just talk to me. Speak uh, to my representative.
0: <laughs> I'd rather hear any and every day. Sorry, you're another ugly motherfucker. I don't want to see you again. They just never get a text. I would rather hear that every single day. Is it my turn? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: To explain myself. I do not ghost per se. They do not text me two, three times in a row and I don't get back to them. I will always get back. A lot of the times, what ends up happening, unfortunately, yes, this is my bad, I should be better about this, is I'll say, hey, I'll text you a week from now, and I don't text them a week from now. That's what happens. But they also, if they are texting me, expecting a response, I will always get back to them, 100%, without a doubt. Sometimes not if
2: it's Graham. I will it's say the timeline, going. he didn't mention a timeline, he says, I'll get back, grand but not when. Yes, but it's not It's not a week, like, it's not. it's not even more than, you know, two days, like, it's like... <laughs> There was one that went like a month. That was and he was and he was like, Graham, why is she not taking?" And look at that. That was years ago. We don't.
0: don't judge for years ago. I try to make that very clear on my show. We don't judge for years. Dude, I was like a bully in high school, man. We don't bully. We don't judge. Wait, why were you a bully? Like middle school, maybe I don't know because I was a dick. Just because maybe insecurities and just whatever figuring. So what would you do? I don't know. I think just like make fun take of take kids lunch money? No, that was never physical. So it's more like uh, joke on someone else's expense, you know? Were they <laughs> were they pri- like were they laughing about the joke or was it more like, ah, you know? maybe it was more elementary school. I found better friends, you know, late middle school, uh, high school and then growth. And then I think I was always just like trying to be the class clown in high school and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So I was still like a dumbass that the teachers probably hated and stuff like that. But we don't judge you for what you did two years ago because we all go through personal growth. We learn, we can look back and learn, but we only judge you for what you do now in your ghosting Graham. That's very mean. I don't Graham. ghost
1: Graham. I'm gonna swipe through some of our texts right now, and
2: I'll show you guys. I actually get back very quickly. Graham,
0: I'll let you know. He never ghosts me. Okay. He never ghosts me. I never ghosts. Some me people more.
2: he texts back fast. Me, I don't think I'm on that priority list. Okay. Well, anyways, <laughs> yeah. to
1: bring this conversation back to earth, Caleb. Yeah. You're looking for the girl of your dreams.
0: Oh yes. Okay. Now, what does this girl look like? What does she do? Talk us. A... I don't know. I don't. My friends say I have a high standard. I probably do. I don't know. I can't describe a physical type. I feel like I'm in a wide variety of person. Can I? Okay, yeah. yeah, It's just like if that person's the person, boom, boom, boom. Physical's obviously very important to get into the Mm get-to-know-you phase, at least for me. Uh, And then I like someone who's definitely ambitious, doesn't want to just, you know... Mm -hmm. Just lay around all day. But then someone who's also maybe a little more introverted like I am. I'm not a... I like to hang out with my friends a lot, but I don't like to just go do shit. I'm not hit, the, hit the clubs, mm-hmm. hit the bar kind of guy. So if someone wants to drag me to that stuff, that's not going to work. Uh, I like some sport restaurants. I don't know. Sounds like a dating profile, doesn't it? And I'm reading off. Um, classic stuff like that. I think ambition is yeah. a very... That sounds about right. Though.
1: And I agree. I think it's it's hard to like pinpoint a specific like visual profile of someone you're interested in. However, it's just like... Sounds super, super lame. Super annoying, but it's like an energy. Like you show up to somebody, you talk to them and you're just like, you know what? I really like the way this person carries themselves. I really like how they talk, how excited they seem about this or that, the passion that I see in this. Like that's just attractive and you can't pinpoint what it is you find in them that is attractive, but they are just attractive to you, you know? And that happens, but on very, very, very rare occasions. And that's kind of what I'm holding out for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I like to go on dates. So I go on dates. When's the last date you went on? It was last week. I go? don't remember what day. It was fine. Fine? Oh, yeah, it was okay. I think we just agreed just that fine. I just th- yeah. I th- we agreed that friends with benefits so would probably be better for our living situation. Okay, so apparently. was there physical attraction? Yeah, sure. Sure? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being vague because I'm uncomfortable, like, but go kind ahead. Of. Do you not know <laughs> want to talk about this? No, no, let's talk about it. I'll talk about it. Okay, okay, so you, where did you go in the state? We just went to a place called The Domain here. Okay. The Domain. The St. about. To say we'll walk about. <laughs> okay. No, this is what uh, we walked around. We got some boba. What do you like in her? Uh, well, again, this is a uh, Friends with Benefits, so we really didn't really get to know each other very much. So how do you agree to those terms? Open and honest. <laughs> you're just like, Hey, is that like the initial message? No. Okay. And so it actually kind of came
1: up. This was only discussed in person.
0: Yeah. I don't remember. Cause I don't even think I was the one who first brought it up. I think we were talking about what we're each looking for. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's what was. They were it just like for. a difference. Oh, they're, they're, like... they're leaving after a year. So, uh, so you're right. like,
1: you know what? I think the best,
0: I think they said they're only looking for is... friends with benefits. And I was like, oh, sure. you're like, Oh, they, they opened that dialogue. I think up. so. I and think you. so. And okay. Got it. I think so. Which is so, sure. but if
2: you're looking for something long-term and serious, why spend your time on that when you could I'm be not spending like, time building, on
0: it? Really, it's just existing.
2: Yeah, but you're pu- you're putting energy into this that could be spent, you know, growing the business, spent looking elsewhere, hitting the gym. Honestly, I'm healthy, not spending you know. much
0: energy on it. I'll be honest, this is I've seen her twice.
2: But it could be mental energy. Twice or since just last like, week. Yeah. Since last week. Yeah. How many times do you go to the gym? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> what? <laughs> how many times <laughs> you go to the gym, man? We're just we're we're talking about how oh, you lifting weights. <laughs> Dude, we should hit the gym tomorrow.
0: Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's do okay. It. I think long term I yes, I would like to find a partner. I would like to find a partner. That'd be good. I was talking to a few people. They were long distance though. Or
2: uh, a person yeah. who was long
0: distance, but it just didn't
2: really but why do you want to find a partner?
0: I don't know. It just it seems to be what I'm missing. I just I I don't know. I've always kind of craved it, and then I've always failed at dating.
2: But you, <laughs> but so it's something you're missing. But you feel like, you, how do you know it's that? How do you know it's? I guess I don't. So you're trying to find do you what feel that like is. A part of you is
0: missing. Not necessarily, but I feel like that's missing. What are you missing like from, from that specifically? That the human connection, the partnership, you know, kind of building life together, uh, and just a future and
2: stuff like that. But I that. feel like you have that with your friends and people that work with you. I do, but I mean, you're, you're building the, a future with everyone in this room.
0: You've seen the charts of like. Uh, the people you spend time with. Spend time with. And yeah. it's like, it just, but and then everyone's like significant other. Because your friends, you know they what? just That's it just It's just,
2: the older you get, the less you want to deal with bullshit. That's it. So the less people you see. You're I more know. selective in the people but, okay, you okay, all of a
0: sudden my friends can't do as much and I'm very blessed to have a great friend group yeah. here. Then I'm just here. I'm just sitting here. I'm bored alone. The I'm not is, very extroverted,
2: boredom, but... Boredom isn't, Good though, I th- I think you should fill the boredom with with other hobbies and things that you're interested. Like the yeah, aquarium, I, 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 I love the aquarium. I love the aquarium too,
0: but it uh, my wallet hates it.
2: See, I think you'll find the best relationship as soon as you're content, just being single, living your life. Like that—that's the way it was for me. Mm. I was so happy, just doing my thing, not not a care in the world, no one to answer, nothing. And then I ended up getting a relationship right afterwards, but mm. I wasn't looking for a single thing.
0: Guys, I'm not looking for anything right now. <laughs>
2: I'm but I think you. Me, I, I don't think, think him you lying have to, to himself is going
0: to be no. very productive. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, but
2: I think, but I think, when you get to that point where you're so comfortable and like self assured in who you are that nothing phases you anymore, that's the point where you become really attractive to other people. It's just, hey, I am perfectly single, uh happy with the way things are going. I don't need a single thing in the world.
0: Well, again, I, you know? I'm very open, very honest. I really don't think many things phase me except for the one thing I told you guys. So mm-hmm. just. Someone think like if people think I'm like an evil person or something like that. That's the only thing because this is not me and it's just, like weird if other people think that. But either way, other than that, really nothing else gets to me. So I don't. Yeah.
2: Part of me wonders, know. though, people could sense that you're looking to fill something oh, so maybe. that when you're when you're dating. I will say I move, like, I
0: move too quick. I move too quick.
2: I could tell by we looked through a few of your messages on your video and you can look through it move too quickly in the sense of like, go right for the date. You yeah. Just, immediately. Well, well, like, fuck, here, here's I'm not going to text. Yeah, Why texting
0: are we texting? Because, you, I mean, because
2: you have to build some sort of connection and rapport before what, meeting I mean, up in connect person. Connect with her in person. All, of, not, those all, text, those, okay. all of
1: those texts are not building rapport in the beginning. It's just exchanging pleasantries and yes. super- But, yes. but when, when a girl yes. has a
2: hundred messages... And all of them are. Let's go on a date. Let's go on a date. How is she going to differentiate? How
1: those messages are. I think that is atypical to ask for a date right out the gate. Well, also. No, if, on if, girls you, if you if I mean,
2: you look know. through a woman's profile like that, she's going to have so many messages. How do you differentiate yourself from fifty other guys talking to her on the same day, trying to have the same conversations as you are? You're the one asking for a date. Why should she how. pick you over everyone else? I'll tell you,
0: my British impression. I didn't find it funny.
2: I liked it. He found
0: it funny. Yeah. Jack's not the best uh, gauge <laughs> on that. I'm going to say it,
1: okay? It's Wait, true. How old are you, 33. How old are you? 24. <laughs> I think I would be the guest. best We're
2: closer in age,
0: I yeah. guess. Yeah. By one year, I'm in between you He's guys. He's not trying I, to appeal to that, a grandma, Graham. I heard
2: Graham. That, that women mature slightly faster than men. So the fact that if, if you know, someone's Jack's age, they're going to be more mature. You know? I'm just saying. So maybe they're closer to my age mentally.
0: Okay, well, I mean, you know, I just don't like the bullshit. I just don't like the bullshit. I just want to meet and get to know someone. I hate the bullshit. As you call exchanging pleasantries, I call it bullshit. I just want to meet and get to know someone. I don't get to
1: know get someone to via text. Know them, you know? uh,
2: yeah, I don't like texts. <laughs> so. To me, it's it's like someone asking for a job interview. Be like, I'm not going to send you my resume. Just give me the interview. Hmm. Interesting, you know, and you're like, "Who are you?" No, just give me the interview. <laughs> Trust me, I'm I'm gonna knock it out of the park. Just give me the interview. Oh, you want to hear my Morgan Freeman impression? Check this out. Just give British me the Morgan
0: Freeman, all uh, right, British. Oh, Morgan Freeman, isn't it? Um,
2: wait, <clears throat> I'm Morgan Freeman. I, I oh. can't do it. I feel like that's better. <laughs> you feel like <laughs> that's better. <laughs> I, I can't do all it. Right. I can't all do right, Mark okay. okay. <laughs> Dial
1: it back in. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so you got an interest in finance from actually coming up or being brought up in a pretty
0: how do you say like
1: not impoverished but like not not well off
0: not well to do home at all definitely born very low middle class oops baby you know teenagers type of thing Uh, late teens Uh, Dad just working at a grocery store. Mom just being like a clerk at like an eyeglass place. So like Mm -hmm. no money's coming in. Uh, So, I mean, I think that's just another reason why I want to make sure I get to a point where there's good cash flow coming in. Because you can't rely on this thing, especially a job that I don't like lots of aspects of it. Um, And then just like as we went throughout the years, just finance struggles that they hid from me very well. They're still making sure that I had I felt like I was living a middle-class life, like I was able to take trips, I got instruments, stuff like that, but it was all financed, like taking out second mortgages type things, stuff like that, all to make it feel like the kids were giving, getting that good life. And then even as we were getting closer to college, like foreclosure notices on the household and stuff like that. So really just seeing that, seeing parents struggle, it's not only the reason why I wanted to better my finances, but it's definitely one of the reasons why I want to do this show because so many people are in that position, you know.
2: How are your parents' finances today? Much better. Much
0: better. Youngest brother, another oops baby, Levy Brexton. he is actually growing up that middle class household that they pretended we were growing up. So my dad ended up starting a yeah. business uh, and it's uh, taken off. He's a third owner in it of a fire water restoration type business and fire and floods always mm-hmm. happen. Uh, and that he's, you know, serving the community. He's been doing really well. My mom went back. I uh, got a nursing degree. She's been very successful in her field. And they're doing, you know, they've paid off so much bad debt. And I've, you know, given them advice on what I think should be paid off as well. I think they only have, like, their mortgage left, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Like, a low interest. Like, they've stayed nothing in together mortgage. all this time? Yeah. yeah, That's really impressive. And they're taking a well-deserved trip to Australia, which I'm so happy. This is the first international trip, I think, I think maybe in Mexico. Uh, so that's really cool. But definitely my situation growing up. Hidden. You could start catching wind of it, and then in hindsight, you can definitely tell. was definitely lower middle class for a long time. Um, But
1: they're doing really well now. though. How do you think that affected your relationship with money or your interest towards finance? Scarcity mindset. Scarcity mindset. And do you think that you picked up on that from your
0: parents? No, not necessarily, because, again, they hid it quite well. It was just more towards starting to understand what money even is in your teens, and then in hindsight, kind of understanding how things were that i understood it but just not wanting to be in that situation not wanting to have a foreclosure notice type warning on this house ever you know not wanting to if i ever have kids i wanted them to be able to do whatever they want to do you know that's healthy and good send them to college like college wasn't even couldn't even come close to being paid for for me took out a bunch of student loans and they took out parent plus student loans so it's like yeah one of my dreams, dreams is to I, I want to hit that fifty, uh, that five million dollar mark, but I also want to pay off the remaining mortgage. It's a big dream of mine as well.
2: Did you ever get evicted or you're no. talking about a foreclosure? We got very close. Okay.
0: Warnings, very behind on payments, sure. second mortgages, well, maybe a third mortgage. I don't even know. So you know, always taking advantage of whatever little equity there is in that uh, house and just taking out credit cards and this is credit cards was everything. Credit cards, credit cards, credit cards, and seeing how that's impacted people. Big inspiration for why I want to help people. As well, that are in the same situations. Were they
1: smart with their finances, though? Taking out those mortgage. I mean, they never effectively actually lost. Their oh no, housing. Oh
0: right. And because
1: I've I've talked to them about that recently. They knew nothing. Personal so they finances. Were not still they knew going it. They could have been better off. Oh, they probably could have you been. Can leverage different resources, take out debt in different ways in yeah. a smart way if you know exactly what the implications of your actions will be.
0: Yeah, incomes were certainly definitely limited for quite a while, but we could have strictly budgeted and done well, just like many people on the show. Uh, but Uh, Yeah, absolutely. But then if you
1: budgeted like that, it would have been more apparent to the children that they were struggling financially.
0: Absolutely. Especially because eventually after I was five, we moved from a more sketchy place to a wealthy school district. Though we weren't wealthy. You know, Mm -hmm. we were in that district. Uh, If we were budgeting hard, they wanted me to live the lives of the neighbors, you know, the people that I went to school with. Who were able to take trips, who were able to participate in different activities and stuff.
1: Do you mm. think that that helped develop your character in the way that they maybe would have wanted? Like, did it actually improve your maybe. development?
0: <laughs> maybe subconsciously. I think that's one point why I got interested in real estate in general is because I saw that as a cash flow opportunity, something that you can always have on the back. So, end.
2: when did you go to that school district, the the nicer one? At what After age? kindergarten,
0: so I didn't have very much time in the in the really sketchy yeah. area, to be honest.
2: Is that when you became a bully? <laughs> you moved in these school districts. I think when like, I said
0: okay, when I said yeah. bully, I think that's just more broad than it was. I mean, yeah. I was with the wrong crew in elementary school; just bad influences. People who <laughs> I feel bad for saying this. I got into a good friend group. They've continued falling back on their social media not really doing anything right now. They're not living a very good life. But being mixed up with them for a while until I had a big falling out in middle school. So, you know, they do bad things to people. Or not bad things to people. Again, that makes it sound like we're stabbing people in the parking lot or something. It's like just, just like making fun man, of someone yeah. or something, you know, or yeah. we're playing soccer and then you're like, Ugh, and like someone falls over in the playground. Like, oh my goodness, that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, But just wasn't a good person and that is not the type of person you want to continue and grow up and be
2: yeah not but, that I'm close but, to but what made you make that means, change when did you recognize that maybe that's not who you want to be
0: well I'm definitely very influenced by people I'm around and I ended up getting into a better friend group and they were good people um, and you know associating with good people And you just kind of become a better person. I was still a class clown, just a bit wild, Mm. but it didn't take it out on other people specifically, you know, bring others down to feel good or anything like that. So, yeah, but I mean, life is all about growth, right? So I'm, of course, I would take back that I was a bully, but I don't sit here and just like freak out about the fact that, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was a bully. It happened, Learn from it. Hopefully use that experience if I ever have kids to help direct them through that situation. My parents didn't know, by the way. I was so good at hiding things. So good at hiding okay. things. masterful. Um, uh, so it's a learning experience. 20 years ago, wasn't even close to perfect. I was better 15 years ago. And I was better than that 10 years ago. And I was better than that five years ago. And I'm better than I was five years ago now. So just always striving to get better is very important.
2: What would you change about yourself today?
0: Well, I, de- I can definitely get in trouble with my uh, lack of filter and just complete honesty because people take things wrong. Uh, people can take advantage of it. And uh, yeah, I can get you in trouble. But also, I just want to be me. Maybe some of the more impulsive things. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that would be a big one.
2: Anxiety? Can,
0: oh, if the, so like literally change anything? Yeah, mm-hmm. I would just get rid of my panic disorder. I'd be like... That's gone. That doesn't exist. I could be living so much. What's much it traveling. like to
2: have a panic disorder?
0: Uh, terrifying and very limiting. You're afraid of panic attacks in a strict phobia way where it's like you build your life around not having them. So wherever you found your safe place to be is just like your life around that and the extra things can. And that's another reason why this job just isn't the job for me is because it's so anxiety inducing. Um, and it triggers those panic attacks. And then you literally feel like you're dying. You can tell yourself you're not dying. doesn't matter. Your brain thinks you're dying. And then you d- dramatically fear that, like you fear getting your hand cut off or something like that. You would avoid any situation in the world to not have your hand cut off. It's like the same fear of that. I'm avoiding anything and everything that could lead to a panic attack that I could not get out of because it is the most miserable thing in the world.
2: What does it feel like?
0: You've never had a panic attack? No. Oh, lucky you. Um, some people associate it like a heart attack. Some people, your brain just thinks you're dying. For me, my heart starts racing. I get uh, very uh, clammy, very sweaty. Uh, I breathe very fast. I feel like I'm going to pass out. Uh, my brain is convinced it's dying. And I uh, feel incredibly depressed in the way where every once in a while, every once in a while, I don't want people to freak out about this, mm-hmm. but every once in a while in those extreme situations, suicidal thoughts can happen. But that's just because I feel like it's something that's never going to end because it feels like it's just never ending and you think that's like the easy way out. Right, and that's not something I've considered or want to do, but that's just like in the most extreme, scary situation. It's something that, unfortunately, veers its way. How long do they last? It's, uh, it's hard. You can get over it pretty quickly. Uh, I found good co- coping mechanisms to get over it, but I mean, I've had ones that have lasted like a few hours and those are miserable. But on average? Average? They feel... I don't know. I don't time them. They feel like they last eternity. But maybe 15 minutes? I don't know. It it could be longer. And what's the frequency of them? It depends. Stress level and different things going on. Right now, I think with this job, higher than
1: before. What are your coping mechanisms?
0: Distract myself, play some music, watch something, try to take a nap or go to sleep. Why... Do you think you have this? No idea. No idea. When and did if, they start coming? Uh, I remember my first one taking a vacation in South Carolina, early teenager. It just happened. Nothing triggered it. Happened. Thought I was dying. Didn't know what a panic attack was. And then, unfortunately, learning what a panic attack was, I developed a phobia for panic attack. And have you ever
1: spoken to professionals and oh, stuff yeah, about no, this? No, I'm
0: on Selexa, But I think that's more for general anxiety because my thing is more of a phobia. I don't know if you can medicate a phobia. I think it's more mental health thing. I was in therapy for a while. I always advocate for therapy. I need
2: to go back in therapy.
0: I, when I moved to my last location, I was far away from my yeah. therapist. So I was like, cancel. And I just need to get back on
2: yeah it seemed like it was such a traumatic event when it happened the first time that you now fear that happening again of of reliving that first time
0: in that youtube job that i got turned down for after the fourth day of supposed to meeting the person he didn't show up the first three days the fourth day i had one of those three hour panic attacks i've had like twice in my life maybe three times and i just couldn't go i was like i'm sick and he was like okay this isn't gonna work then so it can definitely impact life in ways that suck
2: yeah in hindsight though would you be here today if not for calling in sick that time?
0: No, maybe. No, no probably yeah. not. Probably yeah. not. No, I mean, that's great. But in the moment, wasn't yeah. great. And then my anxiety was very bad for a few weeks. I was supposed to have friends come down for a bachelor party and stay with me a few weeks later. But my anxiety levels were so high at that point where I just needed space of my own actually one reason I didn't let you guys stay with me. It's because I, I didn't want to have to worry about potentially being getting too anxious and having a moment and just needing
2: to be by myself. So I put you guys up in a hotel. I'll get that. Well, if you had a larger home, <laughs> then oh, the problem yeah. would be solved. Let's go get a and four million. If you, house. if you waited to buy something, oh, okay. You know, I'm just saying you oh, okay. could rent. You could you could rent a house. that's a little bit bigger. I could just take a loss yeah. on this house and just go oh, get easy. a mega yeah. mansion. Oh do that. Yeah. Just build something from scratch.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So it's not fun. It sucks. And there's a lot of people that deal with it. I wish there was a better way for us to treat it, but no one knows what what causes it or else we'd be treating it, right? Mm -hmm. So therapy, coping mechanisms, learning how to get over that. So I haven't come to Vegas. I mean, you extended that invitation forever ago now, at least in the lifespan of my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And I really want to go there. There's places I want to experience. I've never been to California. Uh, never been to the west coast i've never been west of here yeah uh there's a lot of things i want to do and that's going to require getting but you're
2: going to be going to see dave ramsey soon so that's going to require you i've been invited to
0: see dave ramsey
2: don't tell me To be on the show i haven't
0: not done it i haven't said no i'm just trying to i just don't know what to do it's so hard my plan is to right now the plan is to rent an rv hire a driver and then us just me and my team just play games in the back
2: how long is the drive going to be
0: 12 hours I've done the drive to Michigan, where my family is quite a few times. So.
2: how long of a flight is it? Like two hours? Three hours. Two hours. Something like that. There's no way you could drive 12, fly two. I, I feel like the ratios when I'm are... i i on the ground. I'd be like, turn this bitch around. We're going home. But I feel like the ratios are off. I feel like it's got to be a longer than a 12-hour drive. In an RV, no. you're driving 65 the entire way.
0: Okay, maybe it's a little longer because the RV. It's
2: got to be like 13, yeah. 14, without stopping.
0: Yeah, but I'm playing Catan in the back. For
2: 14 hours?
0: Sure. Catan's awesome. Ish, for that long see, I don't know I have a phobia <laughs> falling awesome asleep. For that long. I have
2: a phobia of falling asleep in the car because I think if I fall asleep in a car, the car's gonna flip over. Will you drive? Or, he you has mean? a driver. Yeah I know, but like oh, if you mean I'm, if someone else is driving? Oh yeah, no, no, I'm not like me f- driving, falling asleep in the car. I'm saying oh. if someone else is driving <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant driving like no. I'm saying if someone else is driving the car, I'm in the back seat. I, I'm paranoid about falling asleep because I can't see like what's going on around me. And prepare, like if I see a car flip in and I'm like, you know, I could tense up a little bit. See? At least see it coming. That's a phobia. I don't have it. But that's just me falling asleep. It's completely irrational, makes no sense,
0: and it's silly. And that's what I have with the other thing. So I wish I had a reason or an excuse or uh, treatment. A lot of people, I mean, what they do is they just do it. I just got to
2: do it. I think you just got to do it.
0: But doing it (laughs) is the hard part.
2: Do you think you you'd feel better afterwards getting through that? Oh, that if I, you could get oh, through that, a
0: billion that. percent, a billion percent. So I think still, it, I would still be anxious getting into the situation, but you do it once, okay, of course, it gets the ball rolling. Last time I was on a plane, and the only time I was on a plane was a decade and a half ago. So yeah,
2: you know what? Actually, you could do that's that would make the saying. experience a little better is fly first class.
0: I know that's what everyone says too. Spend
2: yeah. the extra money. Hamper yourself yeah. first class, you get the big comfy seat, you get someone kind of like dedicated over you, get the board first, or maybe you don't want to board work. Maybe you board last. You're on the plane. Is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. on the plane, less time. I
0: think what I would like is one of those rooms, but they don't have those domestically. No, they don't. But if I could have that, I'd have my own space. So if I freak out and just like feel like I'm dying, I could just do that myself. And some LA show wants me to come on, some daytime ABC, The Talk, The Talk, the, the Talk wants
2: you on? Yeah. Isn't that the one with uh, What's-Her-Name? D- I've never heard of the show. I'm thinking Whoopi of Goldberg. No, uh, that's The, no. View. the view. view. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. The View wants you on. Want? <laughs> what? Have been dude, you, you have to say, I don't know what the talk is. I, I don't know what the talk is
0: either, but I they want know. me to do like a live on <laughs> someone. could be fun.
2: I've never do, been to LA. Yeah, I would take the opportunities. Because you don't know if they're going to be around forever. Exactly. And you don't want to be 20 years from now looking back and oh I wish I had done that, but I was too afraid to take the chance to no. do it.
0: A billion percent. What's your biggest insecurity? Maybe the thickness. Really? I, I want to say I'm not knowingly insecure about many things. My friends might be able to tell me I'm insecure about things that I'm not aware of. But maybe the thickness, just because I, there's nothing else I can think of. Hmm. Because she's thick.
1: She lumps. And what about your insecurity of internal things? Is it mostly what we've discussed thus far?
0: Yeah, I guess if I had a partner, I'd be, you know, they would need to be like aware of my anxiety issues and I'd be nervous about the first time anything anxiety would happen around someone. I'd be nervous. I was nervous about that with you guys today. Like I was like nervous. I wouldn't be able to sleep last night because I was excited. Uh, So then all of a sudden, you know, less sleep, you get more anxious, have panic attack, who knows? So yeah, I guess that could be an insecurity.
2: I think meditation, it sounds like you overthink and overanalyze. I'm very much the same way. I think if if you calm your mind, you find other things that you could focus on or the gym, for me, it has been a, a lifesaver. It's been amazing finding outlets like that that relieve so much stress.
1: Reading is great too. I love audiobooks. See, I feel unproductive when I'm physically reading the for prob- some reason. Nah, the problem with audiobooks is the fact that your brain can trail elsewhere, whereas if you're actually yeah. reading text on a page, you can't really be reading and understanding.
2: And uh, like drawing information from there. I'm just convinced I'm wasting
0: time. I know not. I'm not, but I'm convinced I'm wasting time when I'm reading.
2: So what I do, uh, audio books or YouTube videos to X speed while I'm at the gym. <laughs> yeah. Or on the treadmill. Yeah. And I watch I watch all my YouTube videos on the treadmill or I make my phone calls on the treadmill.
0: Yeah, or you call me because every yeah, time we've talked, it's been. <laughs>
2: yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I make all my calls on the treadmill. And then when I look down at the calories, I'm like, oh, wow, I just burned 70 calories on the phone with you. Yeah, and then you didn't like, even convince fantastic. me to rent. And it didn't work. Well, I wish it did. But imagine, imagine it, it, you could do something productive while burning calories at the same time. No. So it's like you're, yeah. you're doubling your output.
0: I finally, when I was, I was using my elliptical, um, maybe like three months ago for a good while, I got down to a pretty okay weight that I was chilling with and I went up since then. But for the first time in my life, mm. I got the runner's high never knew what that was, and I thought it was always bullshit, but I was like, oh, shit. After, like, 10 minutes of hating this, all of a sudden I was like, ooh. You this got in the is zone." fun. Things I was just in the dry. I just wanted to keep going. Yeah. That was fun. So I know I need to get back to that. I've allowed the move to be an excuse to go backwards. If I pull up my uh, cardio, uh, uh, whatever the cardio level is, cardiovascular whatever, uh, you'll see when I moved in because it went, ooh. <laughs> so... Yeah, That's something I need to get back to, for sure. And I need to start that. This conversation is hopefully a good motivator to do that.
2: And You were also talking about potentially doing other shows in your channel. Yeah. What do you want to do?
0: Nervous to say it. Why? (laughs) Because I don't want anyone else
2: to do them. No one's going to be able to do it like Fine.
0: I'll do the ones... I'll say the ones that people already know. I want to bring back a good version of dating money. We... Did test versions. We didn't mm-hmm. know what we were doing, but that was perfect. I'm glad we did that because we learned what worked and what didn't work. Yeah. And we have this whole grand idea around it that is like 10 times better. I want to do that. it would be fun. It'll be funny. It'll be engaging. I want to bring back audit on the street where I audit random people on the street. Mm-hmm. I want to bring back dumb money where someone can email in a situation and like, what should I do around that? And then get random people's suggestions on that and then get my suggestion. So I want to bring back some of the classics on like a second channel. Um, doing a grocery shopping trip. You know, three hundred dollar grocery budget, yeah, um, or whatever that is, broken down on a weekly basis. Because so I guess we'll shop for a week. But and then there's a few other secret, secret shows that we talked about earlier.
2: I want to see you on a first date. That's what I want to see. Have the date sitting right where I'm sitting, and you guys talk finance,
0: finance. Yes. Yeah. I'm usually a little. Uh, some sometimes I'm awkward on a first date, and sometimes even I'm, better. Oh, and and sometimes I'm like, like, I'm the guy. Like, you know, what does the, <laughs> the guy look like to you? Like when
1: you are being the guy, how does that, how is that?
0: Um, like you're just smooth or like what is interesting? Yeah. Smooth hitting every word, nailing it, engaging that conversation. And what is, is the perfect. determinant of whether or not you are that guy? I walk away feeling like the guy.
1: Like, wh- what, what determines, determines yeah. you, know whether or
0: not you're the guy or not the guy? No idea. Walk away with it feeling good. No, but you walk away. But how do you oh, go in? how do I feel good? Like, or, the, or how do I go the guy? in? Yeah. yeah shit.
2: How do you go in with the guy? Like, what determines if today you're going to be the guy or not?
0: Yeah. Is it good sleep? Outfit on point? Uh, is it is arbitrary?
2: I don't really care about what I wear usually, so. Uh, yeah, I guess it's pretty I don't know. Conversations are <laughs> yeah. nailed. Dude, sometimes I think you just wake up and you're like, today's going to be a good day. I'm on oh. it today. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. how I feel. I'm like, today Ooh. is a good filming day. You know, I'm in the mood. I can speak. Yeah.
0: Speaking of that, I know you do H&M, and I was all H&M. So this is Express, which is a pretty, well, at least for me, it's yeah. an expensive place. Get a friend who works at a clothing place and get yourself it's 50% discount. Then it's basically H&M, but nicer.
2: Hmm. I prefer Zara.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Still a little expensive, Zara. though. Yeah. I guess so, slightly. I just don't like spending money on clothes. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's this thing. My, my entire
2: outfit's free. Yeah.
0: He gets all of his clothes for free. Yeah. No. I guess I can't beat that with and the And it's, it's, it's very, very expensive. expensive clothes. Yeah, this That's is his favorite theory thing to say. This is a theory really?
2: I forget what this is. Um, Speaking
0: of the thickness, free I don't know if Graham's going to allow this, but Graham called himself fat earlier. I said it was a little pudgy. I
2: have a little stomach.
0: No, oh, you little said tummy. that. You mentioned some thickness. This is thickness. Yeah. That is not something we need to worry about.
2: So. I, I would like. Uh, That's, is fort- that
0: your biggest insecurity?
2: Uh, I would say so. I, I don't like taking my shirt off because I see pudge around my midsection, oh my and goodness. I really don't like it. And I want like just. I want that rock bead. hard. I, I want that get back bead. into the boxing. Uh, I didn't even have that with the boxing. Oh no, and I and I dieted pretty pretty strict on that. Part of me thinks it's a bit of an age thing, but I have to take I have to take it so seriously. Like I've been going to the gym every day, I've been eating relatively clean, and then I'm thinking it's probably my portions. Dude, I'm that maybe big not three zero scary. Maybe not staying hydrated, you've as much passed as it, it you're at that thirty three, but that big three yeah. zero but you see some people in their forties and they're like, I'm in my best shape of my life. And they were like just ripped, yeah. and shredded.
0: Dude, my parents are like great. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with them, but I feel like I'm like dying. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I've lost track of this. What do you think is the meaning of life, Caleb Hammer? Meaning in my life right now is helping people while having fun doing it. That's what I like doing. That's the meaning of my life right now. Yeah. Meaning of life? Happiness? Isn't that what everyone says? Well, I, don't. I don't know. I'm a day-to-day kind of guy. Hmm. I got goals, but I'm a day-to-day kind of guy. You can get it through the day. Try not to, you know, get hit by a car.
2: And what do you want to say to all the haters? Haters? What do you say to them? <laughs> I actually have no <laughs> idea.
0: What the fuck would I say to haters? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Boo you. <laughs> Boo haters. <laughs> all, right. all right. Is cool. there anything else you want to
1: discuss? Uh, Comments, concerns? Anything for us. You can ask us questions Are we gonna eat dinner? Are we gonna eat dinner? Mm -hmm. I can be down for dinner. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I know it is a highly anticipated iced coffee hour episode. Everyone wants Caleb on. Uh, We're really excited to be doing this and I hope you guys enjoyed. And let us know if you guys want a part two. Maybe, just maybe, in this part two, we can discuss Caleb's transformation, okay? He's gonna have a six pack. He's gonna be ripped, okay? He's gonna have like a huge neck vein (laughs) right here. And, uh, yeah, it's going
2: to be sick. We're so. going to put your face on liver, King.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you should see my jawline when I'm fit. Dude, it's hot. It's gnarly. Yeah. You do it's have hot. a pretty gnarly jawline already. I know. And this and is I surrounded by fat, too. But you're so also kind great. of
1: shaping your beard. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So do like a little trim for the boys. The, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah you, know.
3: yeah. you look good, man. Uh-oh. Oh, no. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Till next time.